Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into the overarching macro plot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these episodes in any order and can skip any that you don't enjoy. Today is a special episode because it is an experiment in storytelling. There is absolutely no way that this turns out the same way it did last time, because that went just off the rails. So what we do is we have two different groups of players approach the same settings and NPC setup, sort of like a stage curtain lifting, and how they react to the situation determines the outcome. The fate of the NPCs is in your hands. We are joined today by Wavellian Willie Von Erden. Hello, everyone. It's everyone's favorite dead guy, Willie. I'm a level four warlock, a level one barbarian, and a level two paladin. I have a wide variety of classes because there are a wide variety of people in my head. I stand very tall, very lanky. In my birth, I was a sea hag, so I have terrifying shark teeth, but a lovely mop of curly brown hair that covers the smoking pits that were once my eyes. I dress as a Victorian ghost, and it's lovely to meet you. Cosmos. Who's that jumping out the sky? K-O-S, M-O-S, Cosmos. Uh, I am standing in at five foot nine inches tall. I'm weighing in at 180 pounds. I am a masked wrestler, level seven monk, uh, with a galaxy pattern, uh, sprinkled across my face. And now with the addition of a lovely, lovely cloak, uh, that hopefully will not result in me dying and a brand new championship title belt, which I'm wearing around my waist very proudly. And Clip-Clop Napalm. Well, howdy. My name's Clip-Clop. Uh, I'm a centaur. I stand at a, at a proud 6 feet 11 inches, but uh, let's, just, let's just call it an even 7. And uh, I'm, I'm a, little on the, a little on the big side. I'm, I'm 1,400 pounds, 1,492 pounds. <laughs> uh, my skin color, my upper, my upper part skin color, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beige but my hair color, so my my the top of my head and the the lower part of me is a uh, is a nice is a nice brown color, and uh, and I and and I, I kind of clip clop all over the place when I'm walking, so that's kind of that's kind of where I get my name from. People uh people use it as like a nice as 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 a nice nickname. I assume I don't think they're they're getting they're trying to get their kicks out on me or anything like that. Welcome, all of you. Where are each of your fire-breathing kittens' tattoos? Willie's is over his heart. As this new family he's found with the fire-breathing kittens is as dear to him as his own dead organ. A little less eloquent, Cosmos is just on his left peck. Rippling, defined, glorious. (laughs) Willie forgets where the heart is, but I, I think we have it in the same spot, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, chest bump. <laughs> Clip Clops is uh, it's located. Uh, it's actually it, it's a branding mark, and it's on my it's on my rump. 
All right. Right beside, right beside my swinging tail. And I am curious, how do you sit in chairs, Clip Clop? Uh, not easily. I don't really sit down in, like, it's... I break most chairs I sit down on because they don't they don't make them to handle that kind of a weight load. Uh, so I, I kind of if you ever seen like a like a dog when they sit, that's kind of how I sit down. Uh, but it, it's it, it's it's not uh, it doesn't look great. I'll tell you that. Where would you be in an auditorium if you were seeing a show? Well, they don't. Uh, they usually put me in the stables. They don't let me. They don't let me in too much all the time. They. People don't treat don't treat the centaur folk very kindly. Ah, well, sort of like a handicapped empty spot at the end of a row. There's a centaur empty spot at the end of this row, as you are all in an auditorium inside the Nicomoy Convention Center complex. In between events, people are milling about. A person with the head of a rabbit, body humanoid but furred, wearing a thalo green long-sleeved top that fits fashionably loosely on her thin arms and also wearing crisp white pants, has sat down and begun chatting with you all as she takes a break from setting flyers down on each chair. She sighs and puts her head in her hands and advises you, If you want to get invited to another Sunblade party, you have to stop impersonating them. They took offense. Although how anyone could mistake fire-breathing kittens, and here she looks at you three and raises an eyebrow, for paladins is beyond me. You should make up with them somehow, though. That garden party with just the moody booksellers was so boring. It'd be way more fun with you all there. Well, of course, I believe in peace in all things. And I do take a touch of fence, because... I'm a recently minted paladin myself, and I swear to the king of old creation upon it. But thank you. Uh, might I ask what these flyers you're putting down are? Yes, here's one. She hands you a flyer that says Joyful Babette Canvas Gala. A date two weekends from now, and a address in the arts district. As a player, I'm so happy for her. Uh, as a character, I have no idea who that is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Um, I'm here with my friends, right? Mm-hmm. I look at them, show them the flyer. Mm-hmm. An art exhibition. Hmm. Uh, what? What? Uh, what kind of art do you, do they do here? I don't. I don't quite understand. Well, I suppose we might want to go and see. Isn't that? I believe this is the point of the flyer, to draw interest. You make a good point, my friend. Clip-clop, CC, what do you prefer? Uh, clip-clop's fine. CC, uh, CC was my, was, uh, was a female centaur in my, in my clan's name, so I don't, I don't like CC too much for me. Mmm, yes. Willie makes a mental note to look up this CC. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Cosmos, uh, are you a fan of the arts? Uh, the martial variety tends to be more my speed. Ah, well, very interesting. I'm not much of a pugilist myself, but I do know my way about my sword. I rip it out of my chest dramatically, and then put it back in because I realize I'm in public in a non-combat situation. Um... (laughs) 
I imagine Cosmos is wearing a mask, but his eyes go wide, sort of in the way that Spider-Man's eyes go wide in the <laughs> cartoons. Very sick. Uh, what do you boys think of the Sunblades? That group of religious mercenaries, in my opinion. They do good, but I don't know. There's something about them that just rubs me the wrong way. You see his hair flutters up and his eyes smoke a little bit. <laughs> well, the only thing that I really know about in my heart is uh, is the natural world. I don't know much about, like, religious zealots or paladins or, or, or none of this, like, holy stuff. I, I don't know what that's all about. I... I I'd, Give me like the the rolling plains. Like what 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 is all this all this like holy business? Oh, um, I find personally that true divinity comes from struggle. That it is uh, through combat that we achieve some sort of divine peace, and also that's how I make my hands glow and I throw fire. <laughs> Yes, I get that. He readies up an Eldritch Blast in his hand. He's like... <laughs> um. Joyful Babette, a voice calls. <laughs> you all turn your heads and see a bunny person with the head of a rabbit and a humanoid body covered in fur, wearing some latest top fashion monstrosity, hopping down the aisle to her at top speed. Come quickly, your art! The rabbit-headed woman you'd been talking to straightens, ears pointed upward, and hops after him at great speed. Well, seems like this is definitely our business, right? Of course, we were given a flyer. Of course. <laughs> Everyone have a flyer so they know we're supposed to be there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's follow along. Oh, I can't believe we almost went to go make peace with the Sunblades. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Everybody roll a survival check to see how good you are at following. Survival check. Oh, boy. I got a, uh, <clears throat> a nine. Sixteen. That would be a three total for me because I rolled a natural one. <laughs> Cosmos starts to turn left as he exits the auditorium, and then Willie corrects both Clip-Clop and Cosmos and <laughs> steers you to the yeah, right. Yeah, we learned that in Cosmos' first adventure, that Cosmos doesn't know directions. <laughs> <laughs> the marching order is now Cosmos behind, and everybody else in front of you. Bounding through the convention center halls, jumping past people, the bunny people speed to a dressing room. What are each of your movement speeds? I've got 45 feet of movement. Oh my goodness. I thought I was fast. Monks, man. Uh, I think I'm 30. I have 40. That means that Clip Clop pulls ahead of Willy. I mean, you are a horse. That makes sense. Oh, centaur, please. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you, you have all the strengths of a horse in your centaur form and all of the intelligence of a human, so... Willie, you fall behind a little. It is Clip-Clop who arrives on the scene first. So this gives you an order of response. Sort of different than rolling initiative. Hmm? Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Clip-Clop, you arrive at the dressing room and with the door open can see Joyful Babette 
plop her crisp white pants onto the ground as she slumps, emotionally upturned, like how someone upturned the closets of clothes on the floor. They aren't just piled on the floor, they're in pieces. Finger-length tatters of glittery satin, habute, and charmeuse. I, I feel like I shouldn't be looking right now. She, she just dropped her pants, didn't she? No, no, no. She plopped on the ground. You don't, you don't want to sit on the ground with white pants, so it expresses how distressed she is. Oh, I see. Okay. She's sitting on the ground in white pants. It's, it's awful. You know when you see something horrible, you just drop trow. <laughs> Sorry. I should have phrased that different. Um, she is sitting on the ground, and there are tattered pieces of what used to be costumes in, like, everywhere piles on the ground like it's just a mound of ripped apart clothes uh what what is her demeanor sad is she like she's sad is she in tears is she visibly distressed yes oh my goodness and the um, other bunny is there too and he looks like he's in shock hmm. i guess uh how far away from from them am i 10 feet because you're at the like outside the dressing room doorway right okay. yeah doors open you know like it's it's like one of those preparation rooms it's not like a bathroom or something it's like a just a, a small room okay uh i guess um i will uh i'll call over and say uh hey what 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 seems to be the matter what happened to all your clothes here she looks at you with tears running down her bunny face and says someone's destroyed them someone do you uh do you have any clue who uh who might have done something disastrous to you she sniffles and shakes her head side to side. Now, Willie, you're on the scene next. You saw all of that. Uh, Willie dresses nice. He doesn't dress himself, Tanninger does. I mean, he dresses himself physically, but he doesn't pick his own outfits. So he is used to fine clothes and sees, like, what a tragedy this is. And as a recent barbarian getting more in touch with the raging king inside of him suppresses a rage but like gets very tight and angry he uh opens his mouth and whistles he has a new magic item called the night caller which allows you to basically control up to two undead he recently got a fun skull from a tomb <laughs> so he whistles and a skull with a little crown on it comes floating out of his bag and he goes, Barnabas, look around for anyone with a clothing-cutting knife or cloth on them. Keep in mind, this is a very limited mindless undead, so it shouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> but nonetheless, Willie doesn't know that and does it anyway. So he sends a floating skull off to look to bite anyone who looks like they ripped up clothes recently. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... I'm going to give you a plus in what comes next because of that, but I'll describe that then. Noted. And then, finally, having tried to turn left down another hallway along the way, Cosmos arrives. I imagine just, like, in the background of all of this happening, Cosmos is just Scooby-Doo running, like, <laughs> through different hallways, <laughs> trying to find the room that everybody's very obviously in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I see we've all found the... Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, what on earth happened here? What in the catastrophe of costume making? Okay. And that brings us to 
A skill challenge is a storytelling scenario. For this skill challenge, the party as a whole needs to succeed three times on ability checks before reaching two failures. On your turn, set up your dilemma yourself, describe how you try to overcome it, then roll a d20 and add your ability modifier to find out if you do. If the party gets three successes, you pass the skill challenge and achieve a favorable result. If the party gets two failures, you fail the skill challenge and something bad will happen. And then I've got a DC written down that I'm not going to read out loud. Each person can only use a skill, for example, athletics, once during the entire skill challenge. The same skill also can't be used by two people in a row. Spellcasters, you can expend a spell slot to gain advantage on your roll if you justify it with storytelling. And uh, for Willie, if your skull can help you, you can get advantage on that first roll. The order was determined by the arrival. So Clip Clop is first. Oh my goodness. I will. Um, and I just choose any skill I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I guess I'll go with strength and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong. So I'll do. <laughs> well, the skills are the like athletics, acrobatics. The... Oh, I see. Yeah. Those are your skills. My bad. Uh, and then I will do a. Hmm. Uh, I guess an... <laughs> Is the one strength-related skill? I was gonna. Should I do? You know what? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with athletics then. Let's do athletics. All right. Describe what you do. So what you're attempting to do, and then you roll your dice and add your athletics modifier to it, and that'll tell you if you succeed or not. So set up your dilemma yourself. Describe how you try to overcome it. Then roll a d20 and add your ability modifier to find out if you do. An example could be. In a skill challenge, if you are standing in a canyon and there's like a gap in the middle and you want to reach something at the other side, you could use your athletics to run and jump and see if you make it across. So, so I, I'm sorry. I think uh, I, I, what, what am I doing the the skill challenge for? There is currently a crying bunny person, <laughs> and we don't really know much about the situation, like how the clothes were destroyed, who destroyed them, when this happened, why it happened, Mm -hmm. if there's anything left in the room by the people. You know, we don't know anything about this right now. You can investigate using your skills. All right. All right. Then I change my my approach entirely. I'm going to go with an... uh, I'm going to go with a perception check or a perception skill. And uh, I'm just going to kind of like... Saunter over, clip clop over to the uh, to the pile of clothes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna kind of like ruffle through them and then maybe like you know toss them all around and make a, a bigger mess than it is. Just kind of trying to look and see if if I can notice anything out of place with with how these clothes have been like torn up and and ripped apart. Ah, you're examining how they're torn. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that will be a, sorry, one sec. Uh, that's 21. Okay, now that is a failure. But Damn. there's a thing called failing forward where I'm still going to give you, you know, the reward thingy, the information bit. I'm just going to also give you the bad ending if you guys fail again. <laughs> <laughs> what you find is that as you pick up a piece of fabric and you pick up a second piece of fabric, it really looks like they should go together. But If you lined these up, they wouldn't make a full piece of clothing. It's as if as they cut on the left and the right cut of the seam, they removed some of the fabric, which 
is a very strange way to cut things. It's like cutting out a piece from the middle when you cut like cutting and then cutting an extra bit more just so that the two pieces as they line up don't fit together. It's very unusual and you notice it because you're looking at it. So that's the clue that you have. This is a weird cut. There was a piece removed as they cut it. Next up, because we determined initiative by movement speed and survival, is Willie. I have a question about skill challenges, but sort of a meta question. Yes. Do these happen simultaneously, or am I allowed to use the knowledge that Clip-Clop just gained to influence what I choose to do? You can use the knowledge that Clip-Clop just gained. Okay, then I look over to Cosmo and go, do you feel comfortable calming down Babette, or would you rather take to the field? I think I can put the charm on if need be. Do ask if she has any enemies, and then Willie will choose to do intimidation, and he lets the king out a little bit, which causes his form to bloat, his stance changes. He's a lot like uh, what's-his-name-in-the-movie Split, mm-hmm. where, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same body, he's just holding himself different, and he's quickly stomping down the halls, making eye contact with every person he sees, a floating skull with a crown following very nearby, nipping at people, and... Uh, intimidation in the sense of the uh, dogs aren't afraid of cats more or less but mice will run away when they see a cat so i why i want to be the cat you know and see who's feels guilty when they see someone looking for another person okay in the crowded convention hall with like dozens of people around you i thought we were in a room like in a back area well it's like off the I, I was. I thought I, I would, was more thinking going like in the back areas and the hallways, you know, and in, in, like not directly onto the floor. Or is it more? This is just a room off the floor. If it's off like one of those empty hallways that's not used by people, then mm. there's not going to be anyone in it. And if it's off one of the crowded hallways, there could be a crowd. So which would you like? You're the one setting up your dilemma. I, with that phrasing, I am going to go into the convention hall. Okay. Uh, like in the big hallways between like the big rooms. Yes, but okay. What 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 do the crowds look like? They are a variety of races, ages, and people dressed in fantastical costumes. You see, like cool. robes then, and kilts and hats and foam weapons. Look, cool. Then Willie strips off his top, and he is, as it's been established for, covered in arcane runes. Uh. So he thinks that will look like he's in a costume just by being himself. And then I'll have the laughing skull above me, but I'm still looking through the crowd for anyone who looks like they're trying to get away from the area that the crime happened. So I will try to intimidate the crowd. Okay. But I try to blend in by being myself, which is a lesson I think all of our listeners can learn. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cool. Not incredible. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, oh wait, I have advantage. Do I get advantage? Yes, please, please do. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, by the way, Barnabas, I, I believe, is what's his name's uh, Raven. So I'm changing it to Alabaster. Thank you, Alabaster. That's a twenty-four. Okay, that passes. Whew, Cosmos gets to go. Um, so like, all right. <laughs> so your goal is to look for someone fleeing the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean. I 
I can't give you that because that is kind of the whole point of this adventure. But I can give you something else. I have a list of other NPCs that you could find that are useful. So as you're intimidating people in this crowded hallway, you bump into a centaur. And you were intimidating people, so this centaur puts their... Um, gosh, what does an intimidated person look like? I imagine it's like you make eye contact, and then they look away real quick, and you're <laughs> like, oh, I got you now. They look away really quick. Like, they are uncertain of themselves. Hmm. They got their can caught in the cookie jar. Well, something. Cool. Noted. Do you say anything to them? Oh, uh, I thought we were going to end the skill. Like, I would do it at the end. Oh, uh, hello. Can I talk to you for a moment? I love your costume. He's wearing Pegasus wings. (laughs) You look so elegant. His voice is deep, yet he rarely speaks for fear of saying something he shouldn't. I feel like this is an intimidatable NPC. And he's quick to anger. So, but you said he looked elegant. Thank you. (laughs) Do you know a place around here someone could get a cookie or a bit of juice? I would love to chat about how you built your costume, and I'm quite famished. And he flares his shark teeth. Uh, I'm not into, like, non-centaur people. I got this Lady Winnie that I kind of was looking at at the food court. Let me assure you, this is not a romantic advance. (laughs) Come with me to the food court. Perhaps they have a Cinnabon. (laughs) Okay, we're in a (laughs) non-romantic food court expedition. You learn that his name is Trotsky Fulshoof. My notes are guilty centaur Trotsky Shurhoof. What was it? Fulshoof. Fulshoof. Yeah, he rarely speaks for fear of saying something he shouldn't. So he's just an easily intimidatable person. I think intimidation is kind of independent of guilt myself. So you've you've met a friend. All right, we're going to go on to Cosmos. Cosmos, you get to play as long as you don't fail, then it's over. But yeah. Um, what yeah. do you like? What do you want to do? I am so I've been tasked with the job of uh, cheering up this bunny person. So I'm going to. Uh, I really just want to flex my performance skill. Um, so I'm making this as dramatic as possible. I'm sending my my cloak billowing out behind me. I'm pulling off a bunch of very impressive looking martial arts moves in the hopes that I can garner some level of distraction from what is currently uh, upsetting this bunny person. Okay, let's see your roll. Is a dirty 20. And with the second failure, can you describe what happened? Me describe what happened? Oh, yeah. It did not go well. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, physically. Like, she's entertained. She feels better. But... It's because of the comedy, of the physical comedy. Oh, I've definitely got a slip on that cloak. That clo- <gasps> By the way, cloak of protection. Um, <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. I still haven't quite uh, figured out how to move in this thing. And so it's definitely going to end up under my feet, and I'm just going to pratfall. 
you slip on your cloak, you fall, and unfortunately, you're going to take... Oh, no. 11 damage as you land on stone. There is something hard in this pile of clothes, and it it hurts. (laughs) Do I get nothing for being a wrestler and knowing how to fall? Yes. Seven instead of 11. Oh, thank you. And there is a stone underneath you. It feels kind of like a tablet, maybe. Ow. Yeah, I'll just roll myself over, pick up the tablet roll myself back and uh, look at what I have accidentally stumbled upon. As you pick it up and it's activated by being held by two hands, an illusion beams upward from the tablet. Three taunting but beautiful faces appear like a hologram, laughing at you, pointing, pulling down an eye and sticking out their tongue. They are a man with cardinal red hair, a man with black hair, and a woman with hair that must have been dyed because it is maroon. They are all unusually attractive. Um, okay. Three very attractive people are making fun of me. Um, trying to figure out if this is a dream or a nightmare. Um, <laughs> Por que no los dos? <laughs> <laughs> are they, do they, like, are they just laughing at me because I fell? Or is this, like, some pre-programmed type? You continue to hold it and look at it, and it continues to laugh and point as if they are not interacting with the world around them, but merely pre-programmed. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, this is some kind of calling card, I can only assume. I will pick up this tablet, and I will uh, try and relocate my comrades. Uh, Actually, let's, let's, instead of splitting the party, let's go back to Willy. You have gotten this centaur to confess that he has the engagement ring on him for Winnie. My friend, I feel like I've grossly assumed the wrong crime upon you. You seem like a nice chap. Tell me about Willie. I, I, there's a crime I'm investigating. Uh, if you're finished with your sin about do you want to hang out? <laughs> he will follow you to the dressing room. Cool. So maybe, yeah, I will. And maybe in that time, the other two can do a little thing between them. Yes. What, uh, what you find over there? I'm just going to finish like cracking my back the other way to try and realign it. (laughs) And well, I found what I could only guess is probably a calling card. Uh, these three very, very beautiful people, uh, all pointing and laughing. Sounds like, sounds like my days when in school. <laughs> sounds like me before I became a wrestler. It's, uh... <laughs> I don't what's really up, know what to do with it. Yeah, hey, what's up, Willie? <laughs> uh, this is my homie Trotsky. I just met him. I don't think he cut up the robes. What we got, some kind of tablet? When Trotsky walks in the room, clip-clop, you recognize him. I kind of like my face uh I kind of just like drop and I I quickly just like turn away and and like do one of those like oh I hope he didn't see me type moves. <laughs> you are however a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listeners please just imagine an embarrassed centaur trying to hide. It's very funny. <laughs> And this is like a small room, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Giant centaur, tiny room, trying to hide. 
So he sees you and he goes, Willie, I thought you were cool. Why are you hanging out with Clip Clop? Trotsky, look, you're my newest and closest friend, clearly. <laughs> what? We have a whole guild thing going on here. What, what, what is your beef? Let's hash it out real quick. Clip Clop, stop hiding. We can all see you. That's a coat rack. <laughs> <laughs> what is the beef between you? Come on, let's hash it out and then let's find who messed with this young bunny lady's garments. And if we need to hash it out physically, I am qualified to act as a referee. And I'm qualified to act as an executioner. So let's see how this goes. I, I, I'd prefer to sit this one out if, uh, if, it's, if it's okay. I don't... Uh, yes. I don't... Uh, I, I, I mean... All right, Trotsky, uh, what are you even doing here, man? I, I didn't even think you'd be into, into conventions. I'm getting Winnie the themed... Prancing Hippogriff's memorabilia box, of course. It's got the four kings on it. So I could put the... You know what? I don't have to talk to you. You know, you... You guys, and he points to your two friends, should be careful around that one. And he trots out. Skis. Cool. I real sassy yell down the hall. You should be more confident in your relationship with Winnie, so not just seeing what I assume is her ex freaks you out so much, dude. He swishes his tail like you don't know nothing and walks away. He's gone. He's gone. Clip clop? Uh, I'm sorry about that, guys. I, I that that uh, that guy's uh he's 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 crazy, you know. So we're we gonna declare this a no contest then. You clearly have a... <laughs> gotcha with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that, that, I, I don't... Winnie, Winnie's no... I don't quite know who this Winnie... I, that's, a, that's someone else. I, my, my, my beef is with Trotsky. Although I don't really have beef with Trotsky. I think he more has it with me. Uh... I, 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 I kind of, I don't know, guys, this is, uh, this is, it's not easy for me. It, it, it's not easy for me. Uh, Joyful Babette looks at you all in her dressing room. There's now, there were two centaurs. There's a masked luchador. There's whatever Willie is. She's cool like. Cool dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, so. I, I hate to break up the party here, but I really gotta, like, I'm sorry. This is like a moment for me. I had so much invested in this. I had spent so long on these costumes for the runway tonight. And I just, I, I gotta either fix this or bow out. I gotta decide what I gotta do. So, like, are you guys, what are you doing here? Like, We are the fire-breathing kittens. We are drama incarnate. But you know what we do when we have drama? And I looked at both of them. They go, we solve a problem. How about we do both? Joyful Babette, simply stated, who is your biggest competition? Do any of these three figures look familiar to you in any way? And I motioned to the laughing figures on the tablet. I understand this is a high-tension moment for you, and we have woefully overtaken your time. <laughs> but allow us now to make that right by finding this culprit and bringing them to justice. 
There's a ton of competition. The prize is 20,000 gold. 20,000 what now? (laughs) (laughs) You can't be at the Nikka Khan without knowing about the Nikka Khan test, can you? Love the pun. Please, pretend I haven't heard this before. (laughs) Pretend I, I lived most of my formative years at the bottom of a bay, wreaking havoc on small villages. Well, the Nikakon test is the best talent show of the year. Teams compete, and based upon audience applause, the winning one gets 20,000 gold. I'm going to put, well, I what, I, hmm. Kixotic Emmanuel and I spent weeks hand-making these beautifully hand-painted garments so that the models could step out on a catwalk, extending out in the audience. It was going to be great. It was going to be great. What do I do? And she holds up the two scraps. He clasps both of her hands, puts the scraps together, and goes, You persevere, my darling. You spent weeks creating these garments, and now you have but moments left to save your dream. Go into a flurry, repair your garments in the most beautiful way possible, and let us, the fire-breathing kittens, find the responsible party. I, uh, I like kind of put my arms around my compatriots and I, and I kind of like gather them a little bit. I'm like, hey guys, 20,000 20, gold, that's a, that's, a nice bit of, that's a nice bit of money right there. What, uh, what do you say we enter this contest? Uh, I'm already in a costume, so. <laughs> I would say let's talk about this in the hallway. And like give you a desperate look as I'm trying to cause secure a guild contract right now. <laughs> And it's time to reveal the fail condition. You're all standing in the dressing room. A dressing room that has lots of everything. Like bits of fluff, bits of dust in the air. You know, it's it's a dirty place. You got, like, scraps everywhere. This whole time, everything you touched and investigated had a mild sheen of tiny, finer-than-sand gold dust. It's everywhere in this entire convention center, actually. Footfalls on the convention center carpet bring up little bits of dust. As you peer at it on your fingertips, you all notice it now. It sinks into your skin and is gone. Please add that to your character sheet. Infected by glitter. Damn, DM. It's like that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Willie has no idea what this is, because I don't think he's ever experienced this before. (laughs) The door to the dressing room opens, and an angeling man with red skin, black hair, dark eyes, and wearing a suit strides authoritatively on in. Voya-breathing kittens! Already on the task. Good. Rictavio Brittacorn, Nikakon managerial executive. What have you found? I motion to Cosmo to show the tablet. Yeah, and Cosmos is just going to hold the tablet up. It displays a hologram-like image projection of a man with cardinal red hair, a man with black hair, and a woman with maroon hair. And you see that the black hair kind of sparkles a little bit blue in the light. Like, they're all very pretty, you know. And they all are mocking you. Willie then motions to the crying bunny person and the cut-up outfits on the floor. Well, can't you just mend them? 
Uh, the, it, it seems like the cut in a very weird way. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be very easy, honestly. How did someone cut this? What? My guess would be scissors, knife, maybe. <laughs> Kixotic Emmanuel says, I was only gone for a few minutes. How could they possibly have cut all of this up in that short amount of time? Willie is not good at investigation, but while this conversation is going, would like to make an investigation check on the edges of the cuts, trying all to right. determine a tool. Each of you do some kind of skill. Ooh. Um, could I, I have weaver's tools in my equipment. Can I start trying to like help mend some of these? It definitely, it's not going to be good. It's just, uh, like <laughs> making the best of a bad situation. I'm going to let you add your proficiency to whatever you roll because of your weaver's tools. Go ahead and pick okay. your skill. Uh, and clip clop. What do you think could be going on here? Pick a skill that might apply. I'm going to call Weaver's Tools Sleight of Hand, because that just makes sense to me. Uh, That would be a 22. Okay, we got a 22 Sleight of Hand, a something investigation. Respectable 10. Okay, and then Clip Clop. There's types of information you can gather. Nature is about the natural world. History is about the history of the world. Magic is about the magical things that could be doing in the world. All of these different types of information. If you ask the right question, you'll get the right answer. Hmm. Okay, so I'm uh, Clip Clop's gonna go. He's gonna like pick up the the tattered clothing. He's gonna try and like see if he could piece them together, but it's not working. Uh, so he'll, I guess he'll do a like a a nature check. Okay. So with investigation, nature, and sleight of hand, you three would say that there's nothing in the natural world like an animal that could do this. It must be magic. Well, then Willie's going to bring out an old friend, possibly his most used persona, Wilhelm the Wizard, to make one last arcana check with his flashback ability, adding a d6. Okay, okay. Comes down to the d6 on this one. 22. Wonderful. Shredding these costumes this finely by hand, Cosmos can tell you, would have taken hours. He's woven stuff before, he knows. Even taking apart seams, even cutting. There's nothing like a paper shredder. How did they do this in a, in a few seconds? It would have taken hours. Transmutation magic, Willie, is what you think was used here. But of a type you've never seen before. How did they make all these cuts so quickly? It looks as if they removed part of the middle between the two segments. That's dastardly. Joyful Babette won't be able to simply mend the seam back together to reconstruct the costume. It would take a very high level or possibly even a new spell you've never seen before to remove a strip between the two edges with every cut. This is crazy advanced or foreign magic you've never seen before. So Wilhelm the wizard, you know, Willie elongates, his hair straightens, he looks older in the face, cackles. Oh, a new magic. A new magic would be easy to find. We've eliminated some. If they can't sp- cast spells, they can't be the culprit. <laughs> and then he returns to being Willy, seemingly unaware of what just happened. Sounds like we're looking for a magic user, boys. As Cosmos is just playing arts and crafts on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Hmm. Sounds like someone needs to find them and, uh, escort them out of the convention center before they cause any more trouble. You guys on the job? Well, I'm not so good at the finding, but I am very good at the escorting. Of course, my dear friend. If not for Joyful Babette, but for the safety of the entire convention center. <laughs> Leave it to the FBK. We got this. Great. I know just the mook to help you. Stay here. I'll be right back. He leaves the room. Shortly he returns. Following him is a five foot six inch tall, 140 pound human. She's wearing what you can tell is a lot of makeup. He leads her to you and says, Fire breathing kittens. This is Roxanne Deng, a subject matter expert. She looks at you with the expression of someone who just licked a lemon. Well, I'll leave you to it. Find and escort whoever did this out of the convention center, and there'll be a reward in it for you. He clicks his tongue and points his fingers at you, party, back and forth a few times, winks, and leaves the room. So, uh, so this is a, uh, your name, you're a mook? Is that what he called you? Uh, fire-breathing kittens fans are morons. <laughs> Just a second Willie's eyes and hair flare. <laughs> He's like, clamp it down. <laughs> and... What guild do you stand? Oh, obviously the Prancing Hippogriffs. They're the best. I mean, they're an idol group. What are you? Effective heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but can <What>? you dance? <laughs> uh, yes. And you know what? I'm going to burn an extra flashback just for this to prove a point. I already have a plus eight to performance, but I invoke my first female holder of the king of all creation wistful willow and do uh, attempt to do the most beautiful dance i can muster and could i take my cloak off and just be like a backup dancer yes excellent Give i'm just gonna a... do like a two like a sh like a sideways shuffle with my with my four like my four hooves as you do so you add rhythm would either of these be the help action for Willie? Yeah, clip claps. Nat 20, plus 8, <laughs> plus 5. Come at me. Prancing hippo what? Never heard it before. And a 24 for my backup dancing. It both works and doesn't work because although she's impressed, it's with clip clop. <laughs> nice hooves. Okay. The fire-breathing kittens aren't all bad, but I don't know. You're still not as good as Elios von Hoofenstuff. Is, is, is Elios von Hoofenstuff also connected to your tragic backstory, Clip-Clop? Elios, uh, I, 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 I've seen him, uh, I've seen him once before. Isn't he mm. the best? He's so amazing. He, is, he has, like, four horse hooves and, like, the silver horse body and then an eagle head and eagle wings so he can fly. He's so cool and handsome, but I don't know. It's hard to tell if an eagle's handsome, but he's definitely beautiful. Well, if you're into that sort of thing, I guess. He's majestic. He flies and he lands on the stage and then he dances and he's the lead singer. He's amazing. Clip-clop, these people only care about centaurs. You're going to need to sing at some point. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, my my skills definitely don't lay too much in singing. It's more more uh, more like animal wrangling and animal handling. But I'll do my best if uh, if the situation calls for it. I clasp hands around both of your cheeks and pull you close. You're a fire-breathing kitten now. Your fire burns endlessly. You can do anything. And I look back real quick to see if, like, the new girl, like, quoted that, if that was a cool thing that's going to be popular on Nicomoy Twitter. Nah, she reacts to you like, I'm not going to say a football team name to another football team name. Like, you're just not her cup of tea. The king is like, how do we impress these people? <laughs> So the leader of the convention said you could aid us in some way. What way might that be? Yeah, why are you guys here? What's up with this trash? And she, like, points at the at the costume fragments with her foot. Uh, someone cut up someone's out. Can I make a persuasion check? Yeah. Someone cut up Joyful Babette's outfit. What if that was happening to Elios's outfit? <laughs> he doesn't wear clothes. Gosh, Darn it! <laughs> Boys, oh, that's okay. I'm out of ideas, and Willie throws up his hands. You didn't have a chance anyway, because I hear, I hear that the four kings and the prancing hippogriffs are going to make their reunion appearance tonight. So it didn't matter if you had models or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> he's turning red. <laughs> I don't like her. <laughs> that was the point. In creating this NPC. We're cool. <laughs> I think we've just met the final boss. Why, why did the security guard just bring a teenage girl to be mean to us? How does this help the investigation? <laughs> Honestly, Clip Club, I'm about ready to just d- divert and get you back with your ex. I- <laughs> Uh, I, I'm I'm completely okay with. It. I don't I don't like this uh, this girl any more than you do, honestly. <laughs> the hell is a prancing hippogriff? What what is a hippogriff anyway? I don't even. It's something something like some kind of water based water based like graph or something. I don't even know. Oh no, he's the only hippogriff in the group, and he's got a a. Eagle head and eagle wings and horse hooves and a horse body, like how you have a horse body. And then he's got three other members, you know, to make up the four kings, the idol band. There's mm. Bam, and she's so beautiful. And then there's Yoon Hyung, and he's so strong. And then there's Mozart, and he's like the quiet type. You know, he's really good at music, though. Oh, so I look at my guild mates. So it's two men and one female. Uh, just out of curiosity, what are, what are the colorings? Oh, Yoon Hyung has just the brightest red hair, and Mozart's hair is black, but if you look really closely, there's, like, some blue in it, and then Bam's hair is long and, like, purplish, kind of, and, oh my gosh, but it's natural. Will so leaves the, the room. tablet is going to creep into frame. <laughs> Willie puts his hand down and like motions it down and go well she's clearly made her point Uh, let's go uh, I don't know suck or whatever fire breathing kittens do we should go find a private place where we can discuss how terrible we are and I look at you with desperate No, his hair flips up and you just see a burst of smoke out of his eyes like come on (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, we're going. Jeez. <laughs> So I imagine we're all slammed into one stall in the men's room. <laughs> uh, Willie is standing crouched like a gargoyle on the back of the toilet seat. Um, I'm like on my back hooves kind of standing up. <laughs> it's like I'm, I don't really fit in. <laughs> yeah, I think you've probably got your hooves like on my shoulders or something like that. Just like full torso sticking out the top of the stall. His hooves on your shoulder. He's fourteen hundred pounds. I have a belt of hill giant strength, which gives me a strength of twenty-one. That's my championship title. I'm jacked now. Sheesh. Which is good because you put them all in one stall. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's the funniest composition. <laughs> We need privacy, so naturally we need to go to a bathroom stall. And to be inconspicuous, all three of us need to go in the same one. We're bringing them down. It's pretty clear. The the backup ones are messing with everyone else so they can have their comeback. Uh, can I just change the subject real quick? Uh, Is it about your ex and whatever was going on with you and Trotsky? Uh, no. Uh, I, like I said, that's not my ex. I, I, I don't know who this winning person is. Uh, Trotsky, though, uh, I, I guess, uh, it, 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 guys, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, I, my, I, I the reason why I joined the Fire Breathing Kittens to begin with, I, I, I kind of, seeing Trotsky's bringing, bringing up a lot of, a lot of things for me. I, uh, I, I I used to be part of a, a clan, a centaur clan, and uh, the bathroom door opens. <laughs> Occupied. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it it is a public bathroom with multiple stalls. But I still yell, "Occupied." <laughs> you were saying, continue, clip clop. Speak your truth. Well, I I I I kind of. Tr- Trotsky, uh, he's kind of one of the the few surviving members of uh, of my clan, uh, myself included, and and one other one other centaur, uh, who who probably would be even less happy to see me than Trotsky. That's why Trotsky left so so quick. Uh, I kind of like caused the, uh, I guess uh, uh, you you could call it a, uh, I guess uh, you 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 could call it a massacre. Uh, and uh and 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 uh my entire clan died um i lost my brother uh it was, it's 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 kind of a, a a sore spot for me guys it's not uh, not easy to talk about which part pardon which part i've caused many massacres well, why i don't understand why he's angry at you well uh, i i guess uh he he actually loved the people uh or the centaurs that were in the clan so uh he he didn't want me to cause a massacre. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, people often don't, but they hold you personally. I'm sure you had a good reason. Were you led astray, or did you do it maliciously? Uh, no, I I just uh, I I I kind of th- there was a a, a horde of uh, a mindless minotaur that would roam around the roam around the area area, and I thought I could you know dispatch with them and 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 you know. Well, get 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 rid of them, you know. Kind of maybe 
maybe herd some of them, take some of the milk and some of the some of the meat as well. But uh, but unfortunately, they ended up uh, just kind of stampeding through uh, our, our clan side and, and pretty much killing everyone. Just just absolutely killing everyone. So you did the best you could, and it didn't work out, and now he's mad at you. Well, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I guess that would be the the best way to say it. So then again, I ask Clip-Clop, and he gives a sly smile. Where is the bad part in this? Well, I, the, the, I mean, I lost my brother and my entire family, so... Yeah, that, that happens ever. We're adventurers. That's, like, prerequisite. <laughs> I don't want to say what I did, but let's just say we have a lot in common. Cosmos Put it is away. like, what? <laughs> yeah, Cosmos is underneath a set of hooves, struggling to hold up an entire centaur, and, have, and have you trying ever... to figure out how he ended up in a situation where he's comparatively the normal one. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're not weird, you just need weirder friends. There you go, yeah. yeah. I, I looked at Cosmos. You found... To both of you, you found your people now. Put all that away. Let's go beat up a bad guy. Let's do the best we can do in the way we can do it. People really? always yell you... fire breathing. Kittens, oh, we burn everything down. Oh, innocent people. Oh. We're doing good the way we know how. Willie, you you know what? You you kind of reinvigor- reinvigorated me here, so... uh. Let's do it. I'm I'm with you. We we can do this. Screw Trotsky. Screw all. Screw all this. All this centaur nonsense. I'm I'm I, I don't have a clan no more. Oh, but you do, my friend. And I tap on my heart tattoo. <laughs> FBK on three. One, two, three. FBK. FBK. <laughs> Someone tries uh, to come in the bathroom again. <laughs> uh, I'll let, go go ahead. Do the honors. Well, we're still occupied in here, buddy. <laughs> I, I assume it's the same person, even though I have no way of knowing. <laughs> it is a separate person. They also leave, mostly because they see how many hooves and feet are coming up. <laughs> that one stall. Are they? The, are, are they the kind of stalls that have like head space, like the gaps up and up and down? Oh gosh, no, just foot space. Don't tell me that okay. exists. That's awful. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely like head no. space. <laughs> Yeah, have you? I almost said, have you never been in a men's room? But then, <laughs> no, I haven't. Why would Actually, you do that? Why would you build it that way? Same well, reason. I guess the only reason I ask is because uh, if I'm standing on my back hooves, I'm I'm probably standing pretty tall, so you can see uh, like the top oh, of yeah, my, actually, my human. It looks like a horse's. Or no, your head, horse hoof, normal feet, normal feet. <laughs> okay. Now that we're all reinvigorated <laughs> and that we all know that we're just doing the best we can, let's go find, I almost said murderer, I guess they just ripped up a dress, which, you know, in the scope of things is really bad, but uh, we're pretty sure it's these three, right? Unless they're being framed. I mean, I was going to ask what the, what the laugh sounded like, but, uh, but I, I think, I think we'll, we, we, can, we can be rest assured that it probably is these three. I mean, it was underneath the tattered clothes, right? The Colin card. Like, that seems... That seems pretty suspect to me. But is it a bit too obvious? Why create an image of yourself that looks exactly like yourself if you're doing it to sabotage another person? It seems dumb. 
suspiciously dumb. Well, if there's one thing Cosmos knows with his eight intelligence, it's dumb. <laughs> we well, we have something in common then, because I am also eight intelligence hey, dumb. There we go. <laughs> the perfect mystery solving team. Oh my god. <laughs> Freaking eight intelligence gag. I also yes. have eight intelligence. <laughs> guys, I think it's safe to say that these guys are that dumb that they would leave the calling card then. Obviously, it's the smartest answer. So then of we course. naturally we go break down their dressing room and kick the expletive out of them. <laughs> Someone else tries to use the bathroom. <laughs> While hearing about how Cosmos is going to put the red-haired one in a chokehold. Yeah. King of all creation, do we have to put a note on the door? Occupied! <laughs> um, but I think with that, like, uh, real briefly, out of character, I think we, that's our next move, right? Is we at least have to go make contact with these people? Oh, yeah, that's definitely, like, the biggest lead that we've got. So we definitely gotta cool. at least make contact... Um, so then in character as we're like leaving the bathroom and giving them mean looks like they did something rude. I assume there's a line. Um, (laughs) so if they can't do weird magic, do any of you know magic? I can light things on fire with the power of my fighting spirit. And that's about. So on a scale of one to ten, just say, how's your arcanic? ability (laughs) on a scale of if i had to attribute a modifier to that uh (laughs) that ability rocking a negative one (laughs) and uh clip cop i'm sure you're a master of the arcane arts correct oh uh i uh i mean i don't like to toot my own horn but uh i mean i'm not i'm not how you'd say uh traditionally educated in arcana or anything like that but uh but in a pinch i could probably try i i i i i don't think i'd be very good but uh i'll i'll do my best of course yes, and on like a scale of one to ten how how well would you rank yourself because i'm about a of, two on a scale of one to ten i i'm i've never tried to rank myself but i'd, I'd probably go with uh uh or maybe a, a negative one <laughs> Great, great. This is awesome, guys. We're the perfect person to find this esoteric magic user that vandalized a nice young girl's outfit. Uh, I'm super glad that I burned one of my flashbacks to do a dance to a mean teenager. 18. 18. I'm sorry, what was that last part of that word? 18-year-old, just for the record. Still a teenager. Oh. I'm 30. Willie is? That would uh, no. Uh, w- w- actually, Willie is also 18. So he <laughs> he just had beef with this girl, and we'll probably end up dating her. Uh, if he's anything like any 18 year old I've ever met. Not unless you're Elios von Hoofen stuff or one of the Yunhyung or Mozart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty big in the. <laughs> so anyway we're kicking down this uh pop group's door and causing them unnecessary amounts of grief guys we're a little hot right now let's locate them and then That's make true. a real snap decision if we should attack <laughs> them or not 
sounds like a perfect plan. You know who should head up looking for like the directions and where they're located? Definitely me. I got it. I trust you. I believe in you. If we were uh, outside, like in nature, I'd say let, get, leave it to me. But I, I'm, I'll, I'll step back for this one and let you, uh, you lead the reins. Yeah, no, I've been to a couple conventions before. I've signed some pictures of myself. I can, you know, yeah. Well, lead the way then. <laughs> what role would that be? Survival. That's a survival check. Yeah, I'm super good at that. Um, that's fourteen. Uh. Mm. I was trying to get in before the role was announced. I wanted to give oh. a help action. Oh, okay. By at least, like, keeping an eye out for any sort of, like, convention splinter, like, maps. <laughs> and just being like, hey, uh, are we going the right way? You know, like, pointing out so you have at least advantage on the role. Yeah, and I'll just have you all do a basic history check to see how much you know. Oh, history. I'm so good at that, too. <laughs> 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 I actively took skills that I had a negative in just to make that buffer, and I've never felt more validated in that decision than right now. I actually have proficiency in history, and I don't know how this happened. <laughs> uh, uh, I, got a, I got a seven. Fourteen. A respectable ten. Willie. Is the only one who knows. There's a famous wrestler turned PR rep who takes on a lot of celebrity clients and might know celebrities. Their name's Hulk Carlin. They have blonde hair, bulging muscles, a larger-than-life smile, and they're often seen signing merch for a fan. With years in the business, he has good advice for how to deal with the public. He is most likely in the shopping hall of the convention center signing merch. You could talk to him and ask if he has, you know, interacted with or consulted for the Prancing Hippogriffs. Maybe he knows where they are. Mm, don't know. It's, a, it's an accessible celebrity you can get to. Cool. So as Willie's like looking around for maps and stuff to give the advantage, he'll probably see like a whole Carlin poster and then go like, Ooh, Cosmos, that's what you do. Do you know him? You point right. Cosmos looks left. <laughs> oh, no. Other one. Other one. My brother. <laughs> yeah. Just just steer me by the head, please. Oh, that guy. Is it possible that I've wrestled Hulk Harlan then? Actually, yes, you have. You know Hulk Harlan. <sighs> the knuckles crack. And you know that Hulk Harlan is, you're the only person who knows this because you were in a practice arena with them far away from the public eye. Mm -hmm. And you saw them like, uh, they don't wear a mask, but there's mm -hmm. like a, a mask on versus a mask off persona for him. And although it's not like he took his mask off, he had like a a mask off moment with you where he was like bonding with you. And he's actually a very shy, quiet person who's almost afraid of others. And by being in the ring and by being the whole Carlin persona, he's able to interact comfortably with others and get some confidence. So you know that he's actually a very sweet person, very shy, very quiet, unless he's Hulk Carlin. And then he he'll sign your stuff and he'll... Yeah, I got a giant marker. I'll sign everything. He's like a cool guy, but he's actually very mild outside of the ring. <laughs> I'll uncrack my knuckles then, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, did they <laughs> pop back in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's I regretted that as soon as I said it. Um, <laughs> no, he's actually he's a he's a he's a, he's a good brother. He's definitely the type of person that we could get some information from. Well, fantastic. Does he have a, a booth set up somewhere? Maybe we could get uh, an autograph of our own signed. What was that survival rule? 
Cosmos? Oh, that survival roll for me? Yeah. Uh, oh. See if you get there. <laughs> it, was it was with advantage. On the first roll? Okay. Ah, right. Yes. I remember. <laughs> we kind of yes. went in a circle, but yeah, okay. The shopping hall. The shopping hall is a glorious monument to capitalism. Shiny trinkets from your favorite everything show, movie, radio, play, podcast are here to buy. You stand in front of a shop that says, Professor Jubelheim's weapons and garment alterations. Add protection for someone you love. A standing sign points to a meet and greet with Hulk Harlan, which conveniently is going on for the next two hours, up until the Nika contest. Willie wants to look around for an FBK booth. There is not (laughs) one. You cannot be trusted to interact with the fans. (laughs) What? You're saying I can't buy Jade merch? Oh. Um... Uh, if only there was a place you could buy merch of your favorite characters from FBK. Oh, king of all creation, if only it existed. When are we getting Cosmos replica masks? That's my question. Mm. Or Willy corpses. <laughs> Just a corpse. Just an actual corpse. <laughs> a clip-clop horseshoe to hang above your door. Hey. Well, that's lovely. Want to play horseshoes with? Oh, yeah, bottle yeah. of Tanninger hangover, so you know what he feels like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that aside, uh, this is all you, Cosmos. I pat you on the back. Yeah, You're I'm, lead gonna, here. I'm gonna march on for. I really, I. He's in character, so I'm gonna be in character too. I'm gonna march right up Ooh. to his booth. It, thaumaturgy. To do some echoing footsteps to make sure his entrance is known. <laughs> nice. Boom, boom, boom. With thunderous footfalls, you follow the signs for the Hulk Harlan meet and greet and find a blonde-haired, bulgingly muscled, larger-than-life smiling man using an oversized marker to sign merch for a throng of fans that surround him in all directions. The crowd parts... As you have thaumaturgied your footfalls, the crowd parts for you to walk up to and directly speak to Hulk Harlan. What do you say? Hulk Harland, you know what's got to happen here. This is between you and me. This has been building up for a long time now. This has been something that the fans have been clamoring for. We're going to need a steel cage. And because he knows there's $20,000 at the end, or gold, at the end of tonight, he loves this idea. He puts his arms out and he goes, yeah, man, you know, and he punks you in the chest (laughs) and the fan goes, whoa, like all the fan base. And he goes, you can't handle me tonight. I don't know. (laughs) Willie wants to go in like the referee who gets beaten up in one of these and is like, hey, hey, come on. We need this clean. We need this clean. Trying to push him apart. Yeah, I'm like starting to like grab at the hair. Hulk Harlan versus Cosmos in a cage match tonight. And then, like, I whisper to Cosmo, "Push me away! Push me away!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna push Willie aside. I'm gonna get like face to face with Hulk Harlan, where like foreheads are touching and we're staring like intensely into each other's eyes. And I'm just going to whisper under my breath, "I need a bit of information. Can you help a brother out?" Yeah, man. I'll pretend to use a bathroom break in five. 
Love the cage idea. Oh, thanks, man. Been sitting on that for a while. Clip Clop's kind of like oblivious to everything that's going on, and I'm just kind of like clapping a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I hope I see a suplex. <laughs> uh, Willie has fully soccered fall on the ground like uh, Cosmos is the strongest <laughs> person ever. He's pretending his shoulder's broken, just <laughs> mouth like, oh, oh. <laughs> and and the crowd gets larger around you two and everyone learns about the cage match cage match cage match tonight in the nika contest club cop joins in like cage match cage match let's go cosmos cosmos sucks <laughs> one night only Nikacon cage match <laughs> one night yeah. only and then he stomps off which you know is his bathroom break and uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try and take, like, if I could, like, stomp off in the other direction, but then, like, take a really circuitous route and and get around to where I know he's going to take a bathroom break. Yeah, yeah. And then you both, like, actually hold the door closed this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Willie will <laughs> pretend like he's like, you're out of here, Cosmos. You're out. And we're going to, like, large fight all the way to the bathroom. And then me and Clip Clop are just going to put our backs against the door so they have privacy. <laughs> <laughs> no one walking in anymore yeah huh. i mean hey clip clop you doing okay <laughs> all right hulk you know about these uh prancing hippogriffs yeah man it sucks about elios what happened to elios he's gone no one knows where he went well what happened where did he disappear from what on earth said he went on a solo tour and he just left the prancing hippogriffs you know, okay. it's big news. Tonight's supposed to be the first Prancing Hippogriffs show in, like, since he left. It's just the three of them. Not really four kings anymore without Elios von Hoof and stuff. Okay. So, we've got a group. We're missing the leader. And all signs, and slowly the tablet creeps back into frame, are pointing to these three people causing some shenanigans. Do you know anything about them or why they'd want to sabotage... A costume contest. He looks at the pointing and laughing faces and is like, "Ah, fans do that to me all the time too. I've removed my image from back of these bathroom stalls here. Man, you wouldn't believe it." <laughs> uh, you know they're supposed to make a big announcement tonight. They're probably here somewhere. You know, uh, maybe we'll see him after our cage match. Hey, what do you think about? And then he like runs through a quick set list with you for which moves to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Take it through the, like, seven steps of a wrestling match. Just, like... And then we disagree on the finish. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then, like, arguing, but chuckling, he, like, does, like, a, you know, pats you on the shoulders, like, good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while, man. Well, I'll see you tonight. Hey, 10,000 each, yeah? 10,000 each? That sounds good to me. Heck, yeah. Gotta see you more often. Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? like, leaves the, the bathroom. We can get a story going, a rivalry. We can make this recurring. Oh, yeah, the epic saga of Hulk Hogan versus Cosmos. I love yeah, it. we could take it through all the territories. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. and then he's out of the bathroom. Yeah. Ta-da. I Bye, Hulk, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> he signed something if you want him to. Uh, yeah, Willie doesn't have anything on him, but he is covered in tattoos, so he's like, I think I have a spot here. And, and then he'll thing. later get it filled in with an actual tattoo. Nice. <laughs> Aww. 
Uh, he, his signature kind of has, you can see the H, right? There's two H's and then it scribbles. I, you, you're really cool, man. I like what you do. Uh, the brave face you put on, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Get out there, champ. <laughs> All right. That's going to look great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Again, it like every inch from like basically his, like where his like head meets his neck to the tips of his toes is covered in Hieronymus Bosch level horrifying <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> but he has been tattooing over them with like the fire breathing kitten stuff and it's like, no, I, I think my body is actually my own now, even though I share it with a countless number of spirits. <laughs> is it like it's all but, tattooed uh, in black and so now you're going back over it in like white and color? Just like double yeah, layering yeah. the tattoos. I mean like, bro, I already died, so this this flesh is like whatever. Yeah. Um but uh, after Hulk leaves, I kind of look to Cosmo expectedly, like, what's up, Cosmos? Yeah. So, um, Elios is gone, and that only leaves gone. the three back. Yeah, apparently he just up and left. So that just leaves the three backup dancers, our three problem children, that we need to go. And I still say that we just, like, kick down the door and, and give them grief. But there's a... I am fairly wise. Que bono. Who benefits from them having their reunion, like, ruined? The, the Is four that kings. elfish? Uh, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not an ancient tongue that I know. <laughs> um, but... I don't see any benefit for them from having their leader from that young, horrible woman. Or, I'm sorry, that horrible woman. She's the same age as me. Um, <laughs> he seemed to be the centerpiece. Do you think maybe they're trying to upstage him? But the... I don't know if you remember the band Children of Destiny. But once the main one of them left, and there was a tragedy that befell, it sort of all dissolved, to my knowledge. Yeah. Well, they were supposed to do a uh, a performance, weren't they? Yes, but how do how you are they going to do that without the front man? Exactly. I think here's my idea. We talked to that horrible woman again, and I'm oh, sure yeah. she knows all of the interpersonal relationships of that group. Well, she was the one who told us that they'd be performing. Like, if she didn't know that he's gone on 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 some some magical quest of his own, I'm not sure what he's doing. Like how, well, how you... I, I, perhaps it's perhaps it's like that famous bardic group, the Hauling Oats, where like one of them got markedly more famous than the other one, and they were like, "Hey, I did a lot of work as well. Why am I getting the poopy end of the stick here?" Like perhaps there's an unsatisfied group members. I did prefer think... Holland myself. Oh, you would. <laughs> um, what do you think? Go right to him, or I. I think you might be the designing vote here, Clip-Clop. Go to them directly, or gather more information. Hmm. I, I'm gonna say, uh... Let's... You know what? Let's... Do Do we know... So we don't know where the rest of the members are, though, right now, do we? Like, you didn't learn that from, uh, from, from Mr. Hulk over there. Oh, I forgot to ask. Uh... Eight intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I guess that settles it then. I guess we should probably figure out uh, maybe some more information then. Maybe let's go find this little girl uh, one one more time. 
half court shotting name of the episode eight is enough (laughs) (laughs) i maybe maybe that little girl will know where where we can find the rest of the group yeah and clearly i'm the navigator so i'm gonna take the lead (laughs) same as last time i will be looking for maps to give uh uh, the help action yeah just like i said just grab me by the head and steer can i also give a help action Mm, no but you can make your own independent check separately i think and don't say your number because that is where we are going to pick up next time Uh, joining us for the first half where clip clop hey how's it going i'm clip clop (laughs) cosmos will i put the belt on the line in the cage match Oh, and Willie. Hey, listeners, FPK on three. One, two, three. FPK. FPK. <laughs> oh, no, that was for you to say. <laughs> Bye. Oh, 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 wait, hold on. There's, there's a note I found in my pocket here. I'm <laughs> unfolding it. It's, it's folded very heavily. Sorry. Oh, if you like us, feel free to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting listening service if you make a review we would be happy to read it for you we love you as much as you love us bye-bye 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 we hope that you're enjoying this episode of the fire breathing kittens podcast please leave us a review on itunes.com if you leave us a review we'll read it on air It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love, so go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We are joined again by... Willie. Hello, everyone. Cosmos. You won't know if the belt's on the line till the match starts. And clip clop. Oh, howdy! Everybody, roll a d twenty. Oh, jeez. Oh, excellent. Four. Sixteen. Ten. Who is the closest to the number that I wrote down before you rolled? Uh, that would be me. Clip clop. Please tell us what happened last time. Oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> What happened last time? Uh, so we are at the Nicomoy, um, the Nicomoy. What was it? The uh, uh, the Nicomoy Con. We 
stumbled upon uh, Babette, who was crying profusely, very sad. Uh, all her, um, all her uh, clothing, all her costumes were torn up, completely destroyed. Uh, very sad, and we were trying to figure out who, who could have possibly done this. Uh, we ended up finding out about the prancing ponies, about uh, about Elios von Hoof. Uh, sorry, what was his name? Elios von uh, Hoof and uh, stuff. Von Hoof stuff or something like that. I forget his name. Sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm just looking at my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I find these like recounting things interesting because it's interesting what parts you guys remember and don't <laughs> uh and we ended up uh trying to to figure out who was tearing up all all the all the lovely lovely costumes uh we ended up meeting this teenage girl who was just like a a not a joy to talk with she didn't really like the fire breathing kittens which uh kind of rubbed us all the wrong way we didn't really want to deal with her uh, anymore so we kind of left um which uh which we start with we all uh met up in a bathroom stall to kind of figure out what our next course of action was going to be and then uh from there we met with uh what was his name is hulk hogan not hulk hogan but it was hulk uh, uh hulk harland hulk harland yeah. that's right you hear that lawyers <laughs> his name is not hulk hogan <laughs> It's not. Not at all. It's 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 not not Hulk Hogan. He didn't say anything about brothers or anything like that. Uh, Didn't rip any shirts. Um, He did take the George Foreman grill contract. (laughs) Can we say George Foreman? Famous blunder by Hulk. (laughs) Uh, Cosmos ended up uh, speaking... Because he knows knows Hulk from, uh, from his wrestling days... Was talking to him about how possibly we could find Elios von von Hoof, uh, Hoof and uh, man, what was his name again? Hoof and stuff. Elios Hoof and stuff. Was that it? Yeah, Hoof and stuff. That's, that's right. That's I what I have written down. No, that is correct. That you is are correct. the one who created him, Willie's player. I did. What? <laughs> I created Elios. I created. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? When? Okay. Okay. If you listen to the episode Wait. Brownies and Beef, you created Elios. Fun. <laughs> it's coming back to me now. I totally did. Uh, that's right. Oh, it's all coming back to me, listeners. This is the height of hubris. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I create Elios von Hoof and stuff and not expect this? <laughs> oh, I have been. My walls have been brought low. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, we we ended up finding a calling card of uh, of of Elios von Hoof and stuff and his uh, I guess his his boy band. I don't know what else to call it. His pop sensation band. Uh, Idol underneath- group. Idol group, yeah, pop idol group of of now destroyed... I care about them <laughs> of destroyed clothes and uh, and we're hoping to find out uh, 
where where they are and we just learned from hulk not hulk hogan that elios is off on a solo tour and he is no longer with the pop idol sensation anymore that were scheduled to perform did i miss anything i feel like i missed a lot <laughs> yeah i feel like i missed something too <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, just for the listeners, when I DM, I tend not to create new characters because it's more fun to reuse characters, and now you see why. Because either they're like, oh man, when they see Trotsky, or they're like, oh, later, when they see Elios on Hoof and stuff. Yeah, and I didn't so. want to mention and Trotsky. For the listen- <laughs> when I create characters, I immediately forget them until this exact thing happens. <laughs> oh. I'm super excited for when I get to take the DM seat and immediately do the same thing. Just create some <laughs> characters and then instantly forget. <laughs> Just reuse them. There you go. Yeah. Good. So anything you guys want to add to that? What's your plan now? Uh, we I were looking we're... for uh, the girl again, right? Or are we looking for the group? I believe uh, we were looking for... Did we decide to look for the for the teenage girl again? I can't remember if we decided that. We forgot her name, by the way. What was what was that mean teenage girl's name again? Uh, Does anyone remember? I forget. Uh, Roxanne Dang. I think. Dang her. Roxanne Dang. How could we forget? Like, how could I forget her? Well, we remember hmm. the impression that she left on all of us. <laughs> we just failed to remember the name. Yeah, someone so horrible that you actively forget everything that you know about them. Just um, eject it from your mind, yeah. Well, that being said... I'm sorry. That being said, please lead us, dear Cosmos. Oh, yeah, that's right. We ended on me making a... I was about to make a survival roll. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, it's excellent. It's an eight... All right. Okay. Yeah, you know the food court smells really good. So you're going to wander through the hallways, passing various merch shops and etc. This is a convention center, so the hallways have lots of stuff coming off them. There's like a nursing lounge. There's like, you know, random stuff. And there's a hot dog stand, too. (sighs) And that smell is definitely just trapped inside the mask. (laughs) You are... You just happen to be standing in line behind four people to buy a hot dog there's a little bit of a commotion up there as the hot dog stand staff halfling kicks roxanne out of line and is like i'm not helping you again stalker and like you know makes her leave the line and she like huffs off and she's standing by the condiment tray there's a tabby kitten there and she pets it all right who wants to take the lead on this one Sorry, the kitten threw me off. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, one person needs to get hot dogs. One person, I guess the same hot dog person can ask the vendor why they kicked Roxanne out. And then perhaps the most personable, sorry, my, I had something in my throat. Uh, the most personable one of us could speak to Roxanne herself. Who who would uh, who would that be? I'm uh, I'm I, I think I'm, I'm pretty okay with the talking and uh, and and the speech and and whatnot. This is where we find out we all have the same charisma score too. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> let's go, boys. Uh, <laughs> I have a plus eight to persuasion. 
Oh, goodness gracious. That's probably uh, better than either of us. I uh, have a plus one to persuasion. I got a whopping plus two. Mm. Cool. You guys stay in line. I'll go talk to Roxanne. I'm definitely going to have to navigate getting a hot dog inside this mask. That's going to be my my quest. <laughs> You're going to ruin that mask. Um, okay. I have spares. Um, so then I'll peel off and uh, not knowing what to do with condiments because Willie doesn't eat. <laughs> Just, uh, like, takes a napkin and starts squirting ketchup into the napkin and goes, Oh, Roxanne, how are you doing? You disrupt the kitten. It hops away. And, like, you ever seen kitten scramble on, like, a smooth surface? Does little kitten paws? And it zooms away. And she looks at you irritated because she was petting the kitten and you interrupt her. She goes, Oh, it's you guys again. Are you still in the case? Oh, uh, no, we, we've kind of figured that out. Uh, though, you know, I'm a kitten, but what you said about the hippogriffs really, like, resonated with me. So, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about the group. Like, what are the group dynamics like? Like, I'm trying to figure out my fave. Or Stan. I'm a young man. Oh my gosh, okay, well, so there's, like, Mozart? Is He's pretty cool. He's like the quiet type. And whenever he's alone, he's listening to music. And he's a Sagittarius. And then there's Yoon Hyung. And he's like athletic. And he works out. He's kind of like, hmm. And he's a Tauros. And then there's Bam. And she's so smart. She like, she's so pretty and so smart. And they say that she was a valedictorian. She's a Libra. Oh, that's so cool. Like, uh, uh, Bam, <laughs> she's really smart. smart. Like... <laughs> Does, like, Bam, like, do the choreography or, like, do any of the arrangements? You said she's really smart. She sounds cool. I might be a, a Bamo. Yeah, she writes the songs. Oh. And, but then, um, Elios, he sings them, right? Yeah, he was the lead singer. He's Ooh. the best. Does Bam ever feel, like, funny about that? Singing? Well, the fact that, like... He's singing her songs, and maybe, like, people assume that maybe Elios was the one writing and performing. Or, like, like, do they ever have beef? Does anybody in the band have beef? Well, my sources say that Yoon maybe he had a crush on Bam, and that it's, like, you know, Mozart is Bam's brother. So, like, mm, I don't know, but I do know that... No one really knows what the solo album is going to be like, but I think it's going to be awesome because Elios von Hoofenstuff was definitely the best member, but I don't know. They say that there's going to be an announcement tonight that um, the four kings are going to read, like the three of them are going to have their first performance on stage since Elios left and they're going to make an announcement. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds wild. Um, well, I hope to see you at the performance. Oh my gosh, it'd be so cool if I could get backstage. I keep like, mm, eh, whatever, you don't care. Oh no, I care so much. And this is where I'll actually do my persuasion check. Like, all of that was preamble to this. Oh, okay. So, I, go ahead and roll your persuasion check. We'll see what she says to you here. I've got two things she could mm. say. You'll get both if you go high. 
Only one if you go low. Uh, well, 16. It passes. You're lucky. First, the low-level information. I heard that the announcement tonight is going to be that they're going to have a fourth member join the band. And no one knows who it is, and there's so many rumors. Oh my gosh, because you know it's the four kings. they got to have four. Oh, and also, do you know the person selling hot dogs over there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like his name tag says Matt Stone or whatever it is he's going by right now. Definitely not his real name. I heard someone slip up and call him Zygor one time. That dude, he knows way more than he's letting on. I was going to ask him. I bet he knows where everyone in this entire convention center is, even you three. You know, he probably knows where the dressing room is for the prancing hippogriffs. And then I could, like, wait outside and just happen to have merch to sign. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I think we can definitely do this, girl. Let me go back to my friends, and I'm going to be real sly. And then we're going to find out where that uh, room or... And Willie is actively trailing off as he's, like, going back to his friends because now he has hot info. And and we, we've made it to the front of the hot dog vendor and... and we're asking for like some some hot mustard pretzels and some and some sauerkraut hot dogs. No, I just need two hot dogs, not three hot dogs. Three hot dogs and I definitely lose it in the middle of the match. <laughs> I mean, he makes up your orders perfectly. It's one gold each. Per, one gold. per hot dog. Right. One one gold per hot dog. Makes sense. Oh, okay. Uh, I forgot to ask, are these hot dogs uh, locally sourced Minato meat hot dogs? What kind of hot dogs are these? I forgot to ask. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, I'll, ta- I'll take two then. Do an insight check. That is a, oh, geez, uh, 11. Yeah, it's definitely Minotaur meat. Oh, baby. All right. <laughs> I don't feel good about that. Willie walks up right as you are placing and receiving your order. I'm just cradling two hot dogs like a baby. What? Okay, so, uh, oh, uh, sir, I need food to fuel my body because I'm hungry, yes. Uh, give me a moment to peruse your menu. Uh, boys, what did you have to eat? And then I get in real close and go, guys, this guy's some sort of, like, crazy clairvoyant. Guys, this is some sort of crazy clairvoyant. He, uh, he, he can determine where anyone is in the convention center. He's, he's real clued in. He can even get us backstage at the Prancing Hip... No, no, he can find Elios van Hoofenstein. Um, maybe if we find him, that could lead us into something. Uh, we, we need to have a clever way to ask him without... Making him mad, because we saw how he responds to fangirls. And then Clip Clop will be like, oh, hey, uh, Matt Stone. He looks at his name tag. <laughs> Matt Stone, uh, who, uh, do you know, do you know, uh, the, the Prance and Hippographs by, by any chance? Rule a persuasion check. Oh, God. Oh, and by the way, guess who inserts herself here? <laughs> I know you know where the prancing hippographs are, Matt. Oh, Matt. No. His eyes narrow and he looks annoyed. You guys should roll that with disadvantage. Could could I attempt an advantage to even it out? Yeah. So I start turning around and very loudly going like, 
you know what, Roxanne? You need to respect artists more. They have privacy. And I give her, like, I turn my back to Matt Stone and give her a wink and kind of, like, start pushing her away to make it look like we respect people's privacy, which, as adventurers, we do not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool. So your numbers are? Oh, are we all rolling? Yeah. Well, someone should. Oh. Oh. I I believe it was clip clop, honestly. Yeah. Oh boy, you don't you don't want my role. (laughs) It's what we get. (laughs) Uh, I got a three. (laughs) Okay. All right. This person (laughs) does not like you, (laughs) and he says he blanches and holds a finger up to his mouth. Shh. Gosh, knock it off. He straightens and points to his name tag, which says Matt. I'm. Dudes, come on. Like, this is hard enough. Just let me sell hot dogs. And I want everyone to roll a history check. 17. 15 for Cosmos. Four. Willie, you don't know. (laughs) The other two. When Wing and Nugget returned with Skirmish from the adventure Two Wolves, One Destiny, and... I mean, I think you guys met him. He was in the guild to hire them for that. Zygor is a spy for the Brotherhood of Woe. And you know this because he hired the fire-breathing kittens for an adventure. So, like, you all saw him in the guild hall. He saw all of you in the guild hall. You see him now in his red and yellow striped shirt selling hot dogs. And he just, like, he doesn't like that you've, you've made him. He's a made man. He's, like... Or wait, no, that's not what that means. He's, he's been made, <laughs> and he is going to respond to that in a few seconds. Except Willie. Sorry, you were looking at a spider just like all night. <laughs> hey, man. Willie loves looking at that spider. It's his best friend, and he is quietly working on a way to enlarge it enough <laughs> to where he can use it as a mount. <laughs> So I I kind of I kind of clip clop kind of like squint eyes at at uh, Matt Stone, not noticing before because he was too interested in the hot dogs, and he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I know you. You're you're not Matt Stone at all. you and I'm like yelling really loud, so everyone's kind of like hearing. I'm like, "You're Zygor. You're you're a spy, man. You're not a hot dog vendor at all." Oh goodness, he. There's someone else with him in the booth, and he's like, Maria, hey, come here. And he's like, I gotta take this. I'm sorry, I'll be right back. And he dashes out from behind the hot dog stand and drags the centaur. <laughs> well, he's a halfling, so, like, he tries. <laughs> and he's, he's just, like, gonna push you with his, I guess his hands reach your little, like, the <laughs> chest part of the centaur. And he's like, come on, man. Gosh. Look, follow me if you want to talk. And he's going to like go down a hallway with you. But you guys have disadvantage for your interactions with him because you pressured him into this and, and got a, like a low roll. <laughs> so you're all in a hallway with a very upset spy named Zygor Trilbit, who does know way more than he should for a hot dog attendant. But he don't like you. What do you do to convince him? I think this is a good time for Willie to do some of that uh that good old undead um persuasion or intimidation <laughs> that smooth talking that smooth talking <laughs> uh 
Well, I'm not familiar with this person, though, right? Yeah, you're the only one who doesn't know him. Uh, so I, I, I guess I would just approach him as that and go like, all right, dude, there's some bad stuff going down around here and we're going to need your help. I understand, you know, you're trying to be undercover or whatever, but uh, we're going to need the info you have. Why would I tell you anything? Why did you just blow my cover? But look, your cover's been blown. There's no going back now. We have to move forward. I'm Willie. What's your name? Matt. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're still going to treat us as an enemy right now. Look, Matt, you deal in information. Would that be a correct assumption to make? Yeah, and I have my own mission here until you guys blew my cover. What if we could offer you a massive distraction? I'm listening. Just a huge, like, draw a whole crowd of people screaming, yelling, making noise, getting fired up. Yeah, that would help me sneak in there. I'm a little concerned at that response, but okay. I've set up a cage match between myself and Hulk Harland. How does that, how does that sound? How does that sound as an like, opportunity for you to get what you want and perhaps us to ingratiate ourselves to you? Make a persuasion check. Ooh, a persuasion check. Uh, and I have disadvantage, right? Yeah, because you guys blew his cover. <laughs> Sorry. I rolled the same thing twice, so that is an 18. Eh, well, you know, I mean, hey, if, uh, if everybody's distracted, that would make things a lot easier for me. Uh, all right. You need this to make it happen? What do you need to know? We're going to need some information on the prancing hippogriffs. Because we have reason to believe that they might be sabotaging some of the other members of the convention. Yeah, what do you want to know? All right, boys, I got him. <laughs> Ask away. <laughs> Where are all of them right now? All right, you didn't hear it from me, but locker room 4A rented under the name The Deep Ooze. Now get out of here. Oh, include all four of them? No, just the actual Prancing Hippogriffs. No one's seen Elios von Hoofen's stuff since he went solo. And just to refresh my memory, how long ago was that? A uh, amount of time. Da, 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 da. A Jeopardy-themed amount of time. <laughs> well, an amount of time equal to when the fire-breathing kittens started this whole Echoblim disappearance. Like, does it line up with the guild logs? Yes. Mm. <laughs> About that amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly one to nine months ago. <laughs> yes, actually, that's a very good window. <laughs> uh, Between now and a year ago. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, excellent. in the other game, I set it at, um, it has to have been less than one year ago, because there was the 49594, and this is currently 49595, so it was... Yeah, yeah. It was less than one year ago. Hmm. This is so hard to do without metagaming. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, and the distraction will be enough. I understand we've inconvenienced you. Is there anything else we can do? I got a couple hot dogs if you'd like those. Yes, do you like hot dogs? 
if I never see another hot dog, it will be too soon. Okay, you don't like hot dogs. I get it. My bad. I want no more hot dog talk. I mean, do you want like a sponsorship on the ring apron? Like that could be arranged too. No, stop saying my name. Okay, I'm going back to work. Hopefully I can salvage this. Just get out of my, get out of here. Fire breathing kittens. Out of here. Okay, great. We got That's the ring apron to our slogan. <laughs> as uh, I guess as like we we leave or as as Matt leaves, I, I kind of turn around. I'm like, all right, bye, Matt. Bye, centaur guy. All right, so locker room 4A, looking for the deep ooze. Are you going there? Mm. Is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I was just checking with the group. Yeah, deep ooze, also very suspicious name. Very suspicious, deeply so. <laughs> I, I I have to ask, uh, what, what what is, I keep hearing about this... Uh, Eckenblim, is that like is that like something something with your nose, like something with your throat or something? Because I think I'm getting that. To my knowledge, uh, I've never seen or encountered one myself, but they are an invasive species from another world that are kidnapping the young and the beautiful. Oh, so we have nothing to worry about then. <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch of old pieces of crap. We're fine. <laughs> No, but uh, children, artists, magnificent people, they seem to be stealing away to somewhere else. I know not how or why, but from what the guild logs say, it has something to do with dust. And they appear as beautiful, insectoid, moth-like beings. I hazard to say I would love to see one. Ah. Uh- I hate to say this, but I think we, uh, I think we got infected by some dust early on, guys. I don't, I don't know. This doesn't sound too good to me. I know not what of you speak. No, I think that's just some glitter from my mask kind of fell off while I was fixing some of the... Yeah, it's probably just mask glitter, dude. Ooh, I have such a question that I'm not allowed to ask, because Willie's already dead. So... <laughs> uh. Um, anyway, tally-ho <laughs> to the locker room. Onward and upward. You wend your way through the maze that is the convention center. Let's see how long this takes. Oh, what is no. your strategy for finding locker room 4A, and what is your survival check number? My, uh, my, hmm, I got a, I got a plus six of survival. What do you guys got? Not that. <laughs> got a got a plus two, but that doesn't help when you roll as low as I do on those checks. Oh my god! It's more about <laughs> your strategy. What's your strategy for finding the locker room? Um. Okay. Um. I've snuck into concerts before. I know how to do this. Um. First of all, so we don't let security know. We uh wait till someone pretty walks by. They will divert attention. We are standing on the sides looking at our speaking stones and then immediately do a quick slip in. Walking with purpose and anyone we walk by, we immediately go, hey, have you seen Eric? And then they will most likely ignore us because they don't know who Eric is and also Eric doesn't exist. (laughs) But walking with purpose will get you most places. So, uh, also... For a short time, Willie worked a delivery service. Didn't work out. Uh, 
So once you figure out the number letter grid of the organization of the back area, it should be a simple simple math to figure out which one is line four, row B. Oh, and simple math is Cosmos' forte. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Can I give my last flashback to Cosmos <laughs> as, uh, will it come when? Will it come when? Uh, the delivery boy aspect of <laughs> the King of All Creation. The hags, they tried something different, didn't work out, but he is very good at, uh, survival. Yeah. Let's see it. Uh, feel free to add a D6. Oh. And uh, Willie shrinks down and looks a little bit like a, like a newsy, like a little newsy boy. <laughs> um, so the D6 brings the flat roll up to a nine. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a three on the D20 and a six on the D6. And with my wisdom modifier, add two to that. So that's a whopping 11. You find some pretty people. You follow them around. There's a little bit of a kerfluffle where they're like, why are you following us? And But yeah, it works out. It works out. We're not going to say what happened. And you're outside the door of locker room 4A. Ears to the wall, boys. And Willie presses his ear to make a perception check on if there's any sort of noise on the other side of the door. And motions for his compatriots to follow. Yeah, I was just hoping I would have something to assist in that matter, and I don't. I will I will press my masked ear against mm-hmm. the door and attempt to listen in on whatever's going on inside. Clip Clop also like saddles up and, and presses his ear to the door as well. Perception checks. Nineteen. Fifteen. Eighteen. Those are all pretty high. You're not sure if you're listening to Dynamite or Permission to Dance. Who knows? Maybe it's Boy with Love. Spelled L-U-V, you know? Oh, names of songs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is that like actual, like actual Dynamite? <laughs> My internet connection's not the best. I thought I missed words. <laughs> <laughs> Those are names of songs. And you hear feet... Tapping on the floor as people practice dancing to the song. I can't play it, or we'll get copyright struck. Um, but they're just dancing. Okay. Um, so then I guess I'll whisper to my compatriots. Okay. What are we doing, boys? Kicking in the door, going loud, or do we pre- pretend to be fanboys? Well, I, I think the best way to do this is uh, going guns blazing, I think. Absolutely. I, 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 I think we kick this door down and we and we really show them who's in charge in this uh, social situation. Cool, cool. All right, clip clop. You kick the door. I'll go in intimidating. I'll pull my sword out real slow and start cleaning under my fingernails with it. And then you real sly Cosmo just pull the tablet out and show them. And then we don't say a word. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right, so Clip Clop uh, kind of turns around, um, and with his back, his back hooves like does like a like a horse kick, and like smashes down the door. Sound effect! Plow! <laughs> the door explodes into wooden fragments that fly through the air. Inside, Yunhun gets at a yelp and 
Bam stares at you, and Mozart turns his head rapidly to you, and everybody roll initiative. Oh. Oh, boy. Nat 20 plus Ooh. 1. 21. I actually have a 19 plus 3. So that is a technically a 22 for Cosmos, although I don't know if you want to rule the natural 20 more favorably. So. Mm-mm. That's only for attack rolls, baby. We do this rules as written here. <laughs> I got a 16 for Clip Clop. Okay. As the shards of wood fall down to the floor, they go first. Yoon the red-haired one, runs towards you. And the best defense makes a melee attack against Clip Clop, who is the most in the doorway because you kicked in the door. <laughs> He is going to try to punch you in the horse part, because that's what's facing the door. And right in the rump. Yeah, right in the rump. Wow, gets a critical hit. That's great. Okay, so that definitely hits. First, you take 21 damage. Oh, goodness. And it's a critical, so that's actually 30. And then you oh, take 10 damage as he punches you twice. Oh, jeez. So 41 total damage of the bludgeoning type. As he does the best defense. Wow. All right. That, uh, I don't feel too good, guys. Maybe we should have, <laughs> maybe we, made maybe we should have went the talking route. <laughs> we made a terrible mistake. <laughs> then it's Mozart's turn. Oh, no. This is a person who is very thin and tall and attractive. You've seen his smiling face on posters. You now see his unhappy face. As he opens his mouth and sings at you, m- making a, it's called Take Everything from the Inside, a spell attack that extends in a 120-foot cone that is 50 feet wide at the end and 25 feet wide at a distance of 60 feet. It deals thunder damage, and it has a 26 to hit. Who's it hitting? Is that all of us? Uh, yeah. yeah. Are you guys right near the door? I think so. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Um, because, well, Yoon takes it too, if that makes you feel better. And no, you all take it 28 thunder <laughs> damage. Oh. All right, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, gra- I'm pretty much dead here. I'm like, I fall over. I'm just like, <laughs> not feeling great. <laughs> Bam sees the centaur collapse and looks around and is strategically analyzing the situation as if she had prepared a reaction. Cosmos, I think you rolled the highest. I got a 22 total, yeah. Yeah, so go ahead. What do you do? Panic. Um, well, our centaur has, uh, I mean, effectively just withered and fallen before my very eyes, uh, taking the role that I normally take in combat. <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, okay. Action, healing hands. You're going to regain a number of hit points equal to my level, so you're going to regain seven hit points. <laughs> well, at least I'm alive. You are alive. As I, as I stand up, I say, I'm sorry, guys. I thought these were just like pop idols who didn't know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to go, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Our bad. 
that your turn? That's all I got. Okay, after Cosmos, it's Willy. What do you do? Oh, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I, um, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, rage. Uh... Third of all, I noticed that my group is relinquishing. Uh, so I guess I will take the tablet from Cosmos, throw it on the ground, free action, say, you know what you did, and then with advantage on my strength check, try to drag everybody out of the room as quickly as possible. Okay. Make your strength check with advantage. It's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the f- f- how big? Fourteen hundred pound? Twelve hundred pound? Fourteen ninety two. Fourteen ninety two with a seven. You can drag Cosmos. That will end my turn. Okay. Um. Okay. All right. So, as the tablet plays in front of you for Bam and Yunhyung and Mozart to see, she's like, "What are you talking about? Are you?" Fire-breathing kittens? She can clearly see your tattoo, by the way. And you're awake now, because Cosmos healed you. And it is Clip-Clop's turn. So we're, we're still in combat right now. Well, you're in turns, but it does appear that they're looking for an explanation for what the heck just happened as you kicked their door in. But yeah, you guys kind of thought that the top-trained <laughs> idol group in Nikomoi would be pushovers, and they weren't. I I was expecting them to be just be like a you know like a pop band. I, I I'm not expecting like NSYNC to be good fighters. <laughs> I thought it would be a challenge, not a slaughter. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit. Of, you didn't uh, in a line like that. That was a pretty impressive. I will say it didn't go down that way in the other game quite as easily. But standing in a line like that was uh, that was something. Okay, so would I? I can tell my player is mad that he doesn't get a challenging fight. I do apologize. I'll stat it differently next time. I mean, I have a lot of HP. That's that's why I'm a little shocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, the critical hit by Yunhyun was... I did roll a 20, and I probably should have just discarded that. As a DM, just discard critical hits by your baddies, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, so... Cause it we can talk about this later. <laughs> so, anyway. He slid the tablet in. She's like, hold on. Everybody chill out. What's going on here? What did you do? Did you vandalize the tablet? Willie spits blood on the floor. <laughs> Um, Clip-Clop, uh, will say, uh, well, we, uh, we, we ended up, we actually found this tablet in, in Bunny Babette's room, uh, and, and, and it was underneath a tattered of, of, of clothing and, and costumes, and, uh, and, and, and we actually spent much time to track you guys down to figure out what is going on here. Like, why did you guys do this? Yunhyung, the one with red hair, says, Rip up clothing? Why would we do that? We had nothing to do with that. Look, we thought you were deranged fans kicking down our door into our dressing room. Uh, sorry. It, it happens, you know. But, like, yeah, no, we did not rip up clothes in someone else's dressing room. I guess we Well, both... someone's framing you, so maybe look into that. They look at one another confused. Then they both look at Mozart, and he says nothing. Meanwhile, as all of this is going on, uh, Cosmos is just writhing on the ground, screaming, We're bad adventurers! <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. 
<laughs> His 17 hit points disagree. <laughs> yeah, my 10 feel the same. Well, uh, I just so you guys know, I have uh, 7. <laughs> Thanks to Cosmos. <laughs> I probably should have disregarded the crit. Oh well, too bad. I didn't. I just let the dice happen. Sue, so, uh, you're not bad adventurers. Sorry to to wail on you so much. It was um very interesting. Little, it's over. Let's move on. What do you say? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they're clearly more proficient now. They're aware that they're being framed. Uh. I am going to lay on hands, Cosmos, because he has a cage match after this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I give him ten points of healing. Cheers. <laughs> you know, we, we're getting out of here. Uh, sorry for bothering you. <laughs> and go find an empty locker room to lick our wounds with our tails between our legs. As we're walking out and licking our wounds... I look to my compatriots, I say, uh, did, is it just me, or did they kind of, like, act a little weird at the end there towards Mozart? Uh, yeah. I'm not getting between them again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We've learned Feel our lesson, free, I think. Clop, and I point at the door that probably has <laughs> scorch marks and blood that is ours spraying the hallway. Feel free. <laughs> I mean, they got a few lucky hits in, but I don't think, like, under normal circumstances, like, that would be the, the way things go. I think if we if we did it again, I think we could we could take them on just I, fine. <laughs> they moved in perfect synchronicity. They all took their turbo the exact same move. I'm not for fighting an idol group again. <laughs> if anything, we need to go practice dancing. <laughs> they do take all the same turn that is there. I mean, yes, I just... that, I'm oh, sorry, DM note, it wasn't the crit, that was the problem. <laughs> oh, okay, I do that sometimes. You hit us enemies. with a wave of damage. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, we're moving forward, <laughs> Willie's mad, the character's, the player is fine. Okay. But, All right. I do not want to go in that room, and my interest in the investigation is markedly decreased. <laughs> <laughs> I want my friend, we still have a 10,000 gold on the line. I'll take 1,000. I'll give you 10 hit points. It's 100 gold per hit point. <laughs> Let's try to salvage some dignity for the guild that we have deeply embarrassed today. Oh okay, look, they, they are an adventuring group, too. They're the prancing hippogriffs, just like the Sunblades or the Moody Booksellers. No, I the, get okay, it now. Okay. Roxanne was right. We suck. They rock. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I can't believe I tried to dance in front of her. That was humiliating. Oh, <laughs> uh, sometimes your adventurers just get horribly defeated, and it's such a beautiful thing when it happens. <laughs> I know, and the only way to spin it out from there is to be hilariously mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Listeners, we're having fun. <laughs> like, I'm just crying. Laughing. You can't see the Skype call. Everyone has a smile no matter how bitter it is on their face. 
Oh, please, could you, can we get a healing potion yeah. or something? He's still in like half. Do those hot dogs I, have uh, anything in them? I I can cure wounds. Who's got the Who's got the lowest HP? No, no, no. We're done fighting, Clip Club. <laughs> we need to make sure that our boy can s- provide entertainment in the ring. Okay, okay. So I, please, wait, I gotta, I gotta at least list off the goals for the adventure. Goals: repairing clothing, following the task of Rictavio Brittlethorn to escort them out of the arena. You know, there there were so many goals in this adventure. I'd- and we succeeded in none of them. <laughs> yes, there were so many goals. <laughs> Once upon a time, this was a quest that had structure and order and... and the- an ending within sight, and now it's just now it's what turned it is. into a, few, a cage match. <laughs> a few hours ago, I was like, "Oh, let's not get too into Clip Clock's backstory. I don't want to distract from the plot." Now I wish that's the only thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> Trust your instincts, listeners. <laughs> oh. Oh, I needed that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> As a DM, I'm never going to let a crit happen again, because I have properly statted that. that no, was that a, was a beautiful okay. moment. I love it. <laughs> I have properly statted them, so just let the stats... Okay, all right. Uh, but it, there is a thing called a kill box, which is a dangerous thing, and the crit is fine. I'm not fighting the crit, but when you're walking into a kill box, you should maybe think, ooh... Maybe I do this a little differently. But again, there is a wrestling match that is ticking closer. Yeah, maybe kicking oh. down the door wasn't the best move. It's an awesome move. It was so cool. We were going to Ocean's Eleven them, but we didn't realize that we were walking into a bear's cave. Eight is not enough. It's fine. Eight is not enough intelligence. <laughs> hey, guess what? My half court shot missed earlier. She says, "What do you mean someone's trying to frame us? Like it's she's had some time to process and she's thinking about it. Tell me more." I, I'm sorry. There's blood in my eyes. Uh, I, he dramatically wipes it away and throws it on the floor. There was a healer in this adventure, and you guys left her to hot dog stand. Keep going. <laughs> Oh, incredible. because yeah, she sucked. Oh, perfect. <laughs> or no, she was correct. I don't even know what my basis is anymore. So I'll, I have lost all mooring. Oh, oh, I'll talk to the pop idol group that just kicked our asses. And If Willie had tear ducts. This is the funniest Dungeons and Dragons I've ever ended up in. This is so good. I have not, I have not been so rocked as a player. Listeners, I've been playing D anD D for sixteen years. This is the hardest I've been rocked in a year or two. Oh, no. Anyway, that's not bad, DM. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. It's a beautiful moment. Anyway, I will drive the plot forward as best as I can and tell this pop idol group we found. We found a, a crying bunny girl surrounded by her tattered, tattered works of art. 
and in the middle of it was a tablet with your guys's faces on it mocking making mocking gestures rude gestures at whoever holds the tablet we kind of maybe jumped a couple times and thought that you were the cause whoops are bad i i hope you're smoking for you and clip clop <laughs> as fellow adventurers you understand that sometimes if Dramatic entrance is needed. And yes, we overstepped. But firmly, I do not believe this was our bad. So maybe we work together, seeing as you have power, to figure out who's trying to mess with your financial stream. And perhaps help a young artist reclaim some semblance of autonomy. Yoon Hyung, the one with cardinal red hair, nods and says, Yeah, this isn't the first time that we've been targeted. It's really hard being a pop idol group. That's why we train so hard, you know? Yeah, I mean, your lead singer got kidnapped by aliens from another plane. Whoa, no, man. I see all these rumors about us. Just assume everything you hear about us is not true. Elios, he left because he wanted to pursue a solo career. Mm. And did he tell you that in person? Yeah, man. He... And had be perhaps been hanging out with a new crowd of people recently before that? Yeah, this rose lady, she's really, you know, blonde hair, very idle quality, you know, very beautiful um, woman. Have you heard of the group called the Scarabs? They were, they were a group of four musicians, and then one of them met someone from the outside, formed a relationship, and then thought that they were, like, so good they didn't need the rest of the group. You know, the Scarab Beatles? <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. do you... So, uh... Maybe this person who drove a wedge between you and your compatriot could have been an alien from another plane. <laughs> You're adventurers, right? Clearly you have the might, but you have the brain like we do. And I motion at my fellow eight intelligence <laughs> compatriots. Clubs kind of just like scratching his head looking around. Cosmos's mask is on backwards. He's trying to like get that right in. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that Rose is some kind of alien, Yoon Hyung says to you. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, alright, let's say that's true. I guess we shouldn't sign with her then? Willie, like, falls back into a stool and just puts his, like, elbow on his knee and his hand in his forehead. <laughs> oh, you're fun to mess with. You're fun to mess with, man. Of course we're not going to sign with her. We've been saying no, man. That's why we're still here. Oh. Rose and Elios got close. She offered him additional training and like a solo career. And at first they weren't interested in us. But after a while, after a while, after Elios left, all of a sudden now they wanted to recruit us too. And you know, no hard feelings, but hard feelings. So we said no. And we've been saying no ever since. They wanted us to be exclusive and just play with them or for them. And we like performing all around Guasso. Our music is for everyone. Bam nods her head in agreement, maroon hair shining prettily. He points a very, like, angry finger and goes, You're not allowed to make me like you. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> Look, all right, you're fine, you're great. You might be a slightly better dancer than me. <laughs> but we have a problem here. Someone 
with powers unknown to us, ripped up young Joyful Babette's dress. The same people that are hunting you, trying to poach your group, steal your music from this world, are here in this convention center now. Let us join forces as kitten and hippogriff and remove one little spot of evil from this world. Please help us find them. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, well, what do you have to go on? Says Yunhyung, the cardinal red-haired athletic man. Well, he doesn't know. Well, the, uh... he, he, like, very pitifully says, we thought it was you. And, like, puts it, hangs his head. That explains our door. Yeah, we were really all in on that theory, and uh, it hasn't worked out great for us. Who put you on us? The tablet. Oh my god. Is it frickin' Babette? She she tore up her own her own costumes? That was or you. maybe or that su- suspicious attache that was in her employ. Or who was the the guy that came in that like was telling us all of the information? Oh, that frickin' The frickin' guy, the... The, like, detective type? you... No, I... He... Uh... Prancing Hippogriffs. What is the name of the person in charge of this convention? Rictavio Brittlecorn. Okay, well, that tracks. I thought maybe he was a guy purposely... All right, well... We're not not great at this. (laughs) Thoughts, Clip-Clop? I, I'm still not too sure about Mozart personally. I think I think that guy's up to something. He hasn't said a single word yet. Bam is like Mozart doesn't talk much, but his voice is beautiful when he does. Mozart nods, and she says he he talks a lot to us. All right, what can you tell us about? Do you know anything about your like any of your fans like say uh say if i said a name like roxanne dang do you know who that is oh gosh we've just got so many fans i couldn't tell you who that is never met her before she means nothing to me just i'm sorry i played the last episode so i'm like ha 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 <laughs> yeah they've never met her insight check <laughs> Thank you, Dice Christ. 18. They have never met Roxanne Dang or heard of her. Do you guys remember what your mission was for today? No. I can tell. <laughs> uh, so don't just DM intervention here. Um, Rictavio Brittlecorn hired you to escort the people in the tablet out of the convention center. Yeah, but that's not a good idea now. So Rictavio Brittlecorn must be bad, but... What if he's just as ignorant as we are? But what if that is just me being ignorant, trying to be smart? So I don't know where the end of this rope is. This is like that trick where you just pull a handkerchief out of your mouth. (laughs) All right. Well, all right, boys. All right. What if we just start beating up Rictavio Brittlecorn? Or we do the cage match, make 10,000 gold. 
these cage matches, Cosmos, uh, are they like traditional uh, wrestling where it's kind of like it's not really real, so to speak? Uh, I'm Excuse not trying you. to like. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to poke poke holes in your whole profession here. I'm just saying uh, I've seen some wrestling matches in, like some traveling wrestling matches. They they weren't exactly real. Uh, So I'm just wondering uh, how how certain are we that uh, you're gonna win? My dear boy, it doesn't matter. They've already agreed to split the pot. No matter who wins... That's true. The real the real winning is is just getting the getting the crowd excited. Uh, is it possible to maybe just get all the twenty thousand? <laughs> like what? What? Clip what off. if you like killed? Uh, whatever his name is, Clip Clop. That's something that a person in a high status position says. We are in a low status position right now. Let's just try. To get enough money to have dinner when we leave here. <laughs> and not fully fail both Babette, Nicomoy, our guild, and our tum-tums. I don't even eat! Why am I concerned about this? <laughs> We've lost our minds. <laughs> Alright, tell me where you're heading. There we go. <clears throat> and who you're heading there with, and I'll tell you what happens. Hell, my two guildmates fast. <laughs> no, I You're believe. Okay. There. <laughs> Tell me about oh. it. The week I had, I was like, oh, I can't wait to play D&D and relax and have fun. <laughs> no. Another failure in a long line of failures what? for old player. Um, look, Brittle Corn seems the most likely guilty party, but he's also the one who is going to pay us. So if we make him guilty, we get no money. <sighs> well, sometimes we do... some is is the real is the real victory the the payout or the the feeling that you did something right. I mean, I know I was just talking about killing people for twenty thousand gold, but <laughs> I'm willing to put that behind me right now. Are you wearing boots? Because it looks like you're wearing flip flops. <laughs> All right, the king of all creation speaks to Willie's mind and goes, We must bring justice to our people. Willie goes, Fine, fine. This won't be getting that cool ring anytime soon. Let's go accuse the leader of the Nikakon for being evil. So, where are you guys headed and who are you going there with? Uh, Clip Clop turns to his compatriots and says, uh, Guys, uh, guys, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems like the uh, Prance and Hippographs are uh, they're, they're pretty uh, able-bodied fighters. Maybe we should see if we can get them to come with us to uh, to talk to Brittlecorn, and, and maybe with all of us there, he will... We won't even have to fight, maybe. Maybe he'll just be so intimidated by all of our presences that he will uh, uh, come clean, maybe, so to speak. That's a good idea, Clip-Clop. And then Willie snot rockets a blood clot that was part brain matter onto the floor. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, let's go. Where are you going? And who are you going there with? You can do anything in any order. You can get your 10,000 gold and then go against him. I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't, 
do what you want, man. No. Huh. We're not getting... No. Prancing hypocrites, would you please come with us to confront Brickleborn... <laughs> Sorry, I feel woozy. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, you are going to Rictavio Brittlecorn. Where is he? I'll lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Willie tries to do the thing where he looks for maps, but points at just, like, a poster for a new comic scroll. It's like, I think it's that way. Uh, would you like a survival check? Yeah? Ten. You're in the Nikocon. The idols walking with you have face masks from the nose to the mouth to the chin on, just their eyes showing, and sunglasses on as they walk around with you. <laughs> You're walking. Oh, okay. I've got it. I've got it. I go to the closest member of security. So, I, I just uh, remove myself from the group and go, uh, real discreetly, could you ask uh, Bricklecorn uh, to meet us uh, out back on the service dock? We've got the three members, but we want to make this drop off discreetly. Hmm. Come on, man. You know Bricklecorn. I think he might he might want to say something to him. Persuasion check? Sure. Three on the dice for 11. I'm going to say that a distracting event happens. The crowds thin out from the concession stands and make their way into the big auditorium. Illusion screens all along the hallway light up with the stage. The crowd has settled into their seats. The lights dim and various acts get on stage, dancing, singing. They're going on in the background as you're wandering around looking for this, like, okay, first Octavio Brittlecorn and then the service docks, and then you're just, like, wandering. <laughs> the idols are getting a little, you know, whatever. They're, their time's almost up. So there's dancing, they're singing, someone does magic tricks, the crowd murmurs slightly between acts. But the moment a silver horse leg appears on stage... Waiting, stretched out from the curtain, a hush falls in anticipation. The music starts, and a silver-hoofed, light gray-feathered, eagle-headed horse with folded wings that are, you know, parallel to their side, not spread out, you can't really see them very well, prances out on stage, rapidly dancing in time to the music. A microphone on his head allows him to sing, too, in a skillful voice. The tune is fast, and the footwork intricate. The crowd applauds and screams, standing up and cheering. Cosmos, you might not win the wrestling if you don't get them to cheer louder than that. At the very end of the song, he unfurls massive wings. Not eagle wings, like his head is an eagle, but moth wings. They spread out, gently flapping, like the sound of a canvas ship's sail. As the hippogriff-turned-moth gently flaps his wings and the song comes to a close, a fine shimmer of gold dust engulfs him with each flap, getting thicker and thicker until the song ends. And as the dust settles to the ground, you see that he has disappeared. Yunhyung, Bam, and Mozart look shocked. They've pulled their sunglasses up to look at the screen. Mozart is clasping his hand to his masked face. He clearly had no idea that he was to be in tonight. Elios? What happened to his eagle feather wings? Bam asks. Oh, he's a bug person now. What? Yeah. Oh, did you not know? Hmm. Well, uh, the... Ah, oh, this is very difficult. We're definitely not going to win, 
But I feel like the only way to get your friend back is to confront him. You're right. He's probably backstage. Okay. And she... Go! Go, Lady Madrigal! And she snaps her fingers and you all appear backstage to where Elios is indeed walking off of the... Behind the stage and heading, you know, backstage. Yeah. Good job, Lady. Lady uh, Maroon. Bam. I give her a thumbs up. Her name's Bam. (laughs) Ah, yes. My D20 was over her name. (laughs) All I had was Lady Maroon. Um, I give the stage to you. Do you have something to say to your friend who has not betrayed only your band, but the very humanity of the realm? Hippogriffness. Elios, are you okay? And then I guess the NPCs are going to talk to one another. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Players can do damage to the DM as well. <laughs> uh, he says, Yunhyung, Mozart, Bam. Did you see how cool I was? And Yunhyung's like, okay, so the dust cloud was kind of cool. Elios is like, you guys have to join me. This is awesome. I'm immortal now. Don't you want to live with me? And Yunhyung says, If you wanted to spend so much time with us, why didn't you ask us to join you initially? Why'd you say you wanted to go on a solo career? Ooh. <laughs> Elios says, This invitation from the Ekimblim, initially, it was only for me. I was a little worried that I'd never see you guys again. But I changed their mind. They like you now. You can you can join us. I don't want to perform in Guasso anymore. We can perform anywhere. Now that I'm in Ekimblim, I can literally go anywhere. We can teleport anywhere. Not sorry, bam. Not like you can teleport. She's got limitations, you guys. I can go to different planes. I can perform for an entire concert hall full of people that are made out of crystal. I can go anywhere. You guys, Guasso's too small. You're thinking small time. You gotta go big time with me. I would like to whisper to my party members as they're talking. Yeah. This is our chance, boys. One move in unison. We take him down right now, right here. You ready? <laughs> Big moves, all of us. We end this with fireworks, and we get our dignity back. I'm sure. I'm with you. My my uh, my constitution's a little shaken, but I'll I'll yeah, let's do it. Okay, we just lock him down, make him stay here. Okay, we're not going for a kill blow, boys. We just lock this little moth down. We pass him over to the hippogriffs, and then they can decide what they do with him. Does this sound good or dumb? We made a lot of dumb decisions. I literally don't know if this is smart or dumb. I think it's a terrible decision I'm happy to make. I I literally could not think of a smarter decision to make. (laughs) All right. FBK on three. You could perform to arenas filled with... People that were only thought and gaseous cloud and color. You could eat foods you could never dream of. You could go anywhere and live forever. And one. <laughs> and be better than you are now. Not just some podunk guasso prancing hippa two griffs. What do you think? 
three. FBK! And charge. Rage's bonus action. Making an attack. Oh, this is so dumb. Why did I do this? Uh, 18 to hit. That hits. Okay. Okay. Now we can get funky with it. Now we can get funky with it. I'm going to drop a smite. Got my bonus. Packed weapon. 32. Damage? Yep. Oh, okay. All right, that takes a good chunk of their HP out. What did you do? So I pull my sword out, come up, do a firm slash just to break their concentration. My friends know what they're supposed to do. We either need to knock him out or constrict him. And then we pass him over to the hippogriffs, and then they can be in charge of healing their friend. This dude's brain is broke, and <laughs> our violence, himbo squad, this is the one thing we can do to help them. Team himbo. <laughs> Team himbo. Um, damn. Uh, we are the himbros. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I will also, Clip Clop is going to charge as well. Uh, using his uh, his um, his racial charge ability, uh, which allows him to move uh, twenty feet at a target, and if the attack hit rolls, it doubles the damage, doubles the dice damage. Um, and I'm also going to use my extra attack as well, my my ranger extra attack. Um, and I'm I'm I am also uh, what 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 is it? It's uh. I am a. I have fighting style two weapon fighting, and I got two whips. So I pull up both my whips, and I'm gonna charge at him and just kind of like snap both my whips at him. Uh, and that's. Uh, let's see here. A. So I believe that's three attacks, and as long as one of them hits, it's doubled. So that is eight, fourteen, and nine. He looks seriously wounded. What did you do? Did you punch him? What is going on here? So Willie threw I, some arcane energy and you are... Oh, no. I, I straight up tried to cut one of his wings off. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I charged... Clip-clop charged up to him, pulled both his his whips out, brandishing them in both hands, and kind of tried to, like, whip at his wings so he couldn't, like, flap away and fly away and, and just kind of, like, whipped them a bunch of times. And then Cosmos? I mean, I guess I'm going to suplex the hippogriff. Like, I... (laughs) Also, excellent name for the episode. (laughs) Got a lot of options on the table here. Um, Well, would he be like a mothogriff at this point? Hippomoth? Hippomoth? Hippomothogriff. This is an athletics check. I'm just grappling Mm -hmm. him, basically. Yeah, yeah, he's out of hit points. You're just... He had 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's good, because I didn't roll very well on my athletics check. It's easy to grapple an unconscious hippogriff. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Describe what you do, Cosmos, because you're ending the fight. Uh, I can't ignore the fact that I just rolled, like, straight up a 5 on the d20. So, like... It 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 starts off like like maybe threatening a German suplex, 
um i just i just drop him i i i i just don't have a good enough grip i just drop the hippogriff he does weigh a lot so that's fine okay i mean not as much as you clip clop because (laughs) when they fly their bones are lighter but a lot okay so yeah um yoon kyung didn't really get the memo that he was supposed to heal him so he doesn't heal him and is like no we're not small time we're plenty big enough for us get the memo and stop having your goons try to kidnap us and then from the ground (laughs) elios von hoof and stuff is like i just wanted you to be with me forever no willie looks at them and is like bros his brain is mangled Take your boy home. I punch him in the head to knock him out, like, non-lethally, and go, take your boy home and fix him. You might be powerful and popular, but if you see one of yours wounded, maybe you could learn something from the FBK. He left us voluntarily. You know, I mean, it's his choice. Persuasion check. Okay. He left because an alien brainwashed him. That is a 23. Okay, but I'll see what we can do about getting him to enjoy Guasso again. They do not have the strength to carry him out of here. Well, just throw him on Clip Clop. <laughs> Freaking Cosmos has a wrestling match to get to. Someone is paying us. <laughs> okay, alrighty. Um, so your plan is to have them like walk him out of here on Clip Clop's back? Now yeah, normally it, I don't like it when people ride me, but in this in this case I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean he's unconscious. It's more of a saddlebag. <laughs> I guess he's you're, you're right. He's not really riding me. I guess. <laughs> Look, it, this is their guildmate. If they don't want to take care of him, they can drop him in the gutter. Like that's on them. Well, when you phrase FBK, it that way, says Yoon Hyung. <laughs> <laughs> FBK takes care of their own. We're a litter of kittens. <laughs> and they start heading out the convention center exit? All right, boys, we just removed a lot of the competition. At the very least, <laughs> Ilios won't be here to receive the prize, and the second runner-up has just been removed. Oh this God. is your chance, Cosmos. <laughs> the knuckles are recracked. Oh, it sounds so gross after they got popped back in. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are at the exit with the prancing hippogriffs and Clip Clop carrying Elios von Hoof and stuff. Okay, um, you're at the exit. Yun Hyung, Mozart, and Bam follow you through the hallways toward the convention center exit. You are approaching an exit gate that leads out to a beautiful gardened area. Do you lead them outside? I believe so, yeah. I, I think we should maybe contact should we contact Brittlecorn now or after to get our reward? Willie spits more blood onto the floor. <laughs> no. Honestly, <laughs> I think I've made my stance abundantly no. Uh, if we want to follow him out, I, I'm more than willing. I, I am concerned about the dynamics of their group. Because um, they really don't seem to love each other as much as FPK does, you know? If Jade took off one night and was just like, I don't want to be FBK anymore, <laughs> that would be very concerning for Willie and I think the group as a whole. If one of theirs takes off in the night, that's whatever. I guess this is my question, DM. 
Would us doing this impact the Nikakon steel cage match? <laughs> Technically, no. What you're about to do does not impact the Nikakon steel cage match. Then, yeah, we'll walk him out. You are approaching an exit gate that leads to a beautiful gardened area. Do you lead them outside? Just hearing it. So, Willie says yes. Cosmo says yes. Clip-Clop says yes. You lead them outside. Clip-Clop is carrying the unconscious form of Elios von Hoofenstuff, and Bam, Mozart, and Yunhyung are walking beside you with their very, very recognizable red hair, black hair, and maroon long hair combo. You hear a bush rustle and a yelp. As you turn to look, out of the corner of your eye, a moth-winged humanoid tackles the three remaining members of the four kings, pushing them into a portal and smudging out the portal's line all in one smooth motion. (laughs) I think we've been had, boys. I don't know if this... We're bad. Look, we're... It... We're... Willie's going to kill me. (laughs) No, I'm letting you know because you're going to have to bleep me, and it's funnier if you bleep me. F*** them. They suck. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you mad at right now? (laughs) Uh, Everyone between the sky and the core of the earth. (laughs) I'm not mad. I just thought that would be a funny end point. All right. Okay. Conjunct this whole bit. <laughs> I, I just thought yeah. the image of us all bloodied standing there doing our we, whole thing was we were doing our best this whole session. And then we walk outside like, <laughs> ah, at least they're going to heal each other. And then a bug just takes them into a portal. <laughs> and we're just like, the only thing I can think to logically say as we're standing there bloody and broken is fuck them. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember how when you were beating him up you were like stop sending your goons after us and do you remember how they were like why do you keep trying to recruit us do you remember how they were like you know like it's the, the whole point of all this was that Rictavio Brittlecorn hired you to find the people who were under a fake name because he couldn't find them mm. you can get paid now oh uh cool I, I... <laughs> I have so many questions. I'm so excited to see what the group chat looks like after this. <laughs> oh, you think I'm going to respond to this group chat? <laughs> very sorry. The whole point of this oh. entire adventure was that Rictavio Brittlecorn needed you to find the prancing hippogriffs for him. Well, we found them. We found them, all right. Uh-huh. We did it. We... Every instinct we had this whole adventure was wrong. This was a <laughs> so, comedy of yeah, errors. This is, the, this is the logical conclusion that we finally thought we did the good thing, sending their lost member home with the party, and then of course a hawk swoops down and picks up our family of mice that we love. And we're just like standing there like, yeah. And like, you know, I always try to avoid a bleep. But you know what? This moment for Willie deserves a bleed. 
I'm really sorry because Andy's supposed to be fun. I think I just made you guys really mad. I'm not no, mad. Just, okay, we need to end the episode because I need to explain how you didn't do a bad job. <laughs> the fact that I'm mad doesn't mean I am upset. Or the, the fact that I'm upset doesn't mean I'm mad. I just mad. feel like I've lost, I've just lost my mind. That's where I'm at. Yes, and that is a valuable part of the D&D experience. <laughs> Occasionally, you need to be fully rock top to bottom and be reminded that your characters are not that powerful. And even the people that you find to be much more powerful than you can be swooped down by a single bug person, even though they take their actions as a unit, and one of them is a freaking dragon. You said the other session went off the rails? How do you, how are you feeling yeah. about this one? I, I, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion it might have been in the design of the campaign this time. The fact that both games went fully insane. I am screaming. They were really I don't know. I felt pretty good about kicking the door open. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that, that was the last time I felt confidence in my life. <laughs> You have created the Necronomicon. You are H.P. Lovecraft, creating an adventure that will drive you truly insane. I will now only dream deep in the forgotten city of Ryleth. I actually, I'll peek behind the DM curtain. This is an adapted plot from the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Ensign Row. <laughs> Of course it is! Oh. <laughs> and I love Star Trek. I thought too. this was going to be a fun Comic-Con, <laughs> and I had a whole bit ready, ready where I dressed up like Jade. I thought it was going to be a, a lark. <laughs> I didn't expect to feel mortality in my heart. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> in, in your defense, I felt that same thing. Like, I wasn't expecting... Uh, like a, a a pop idol group to, to just rock us that hard. If I'm being honest, she needs no defense. Should we, should we say as well that this is Clip Clop's first game of Dungeons and Dragons? Welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome, well, welcome to the Nuthouse. And again, listeners, no one is mad at the no DM. One try laughing. She merely created a. A playground of insanity where your own views are warped. I saw this episode. End the episode! Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys should watch the episode Ensign Row by Star Trek. So I was like, I have to adapt that to my D&D somehow. And, uh, oh, well, anyway. So, um, you guys get paid by Rittavio Brittlecorn? It doesn't feel as good Why? now for some reason. Oh, because you escorted them out. Okay, well, then we get double payments. Yes. So we'll talk about gold afterwards, but you absolutely get paid by Rectavio Brittlecorn. Um, let's say a thousand each, actually. Just, yeah, a thousand each. Good job. <laughs> They're face palming. And, you know, <laughs> your competition's mostly gone. So do you want to do Nikakon test? Yeah, duh. Obviously. <laughs> we, of course, we have to. We have to see this All madness right. through to the end. Okay. Hulk Harlan and Cosmos are not on stage. It is dark and everything is black. Then the spotlights shine upon the metal frame of a cage that is being lowered down from the ceiling onto the stage. Standing on the cage is Cosmos as it is lowered down. 
the crowd goes wild because Cosmos is pretty famous. Woo! Yeah, Cosmos! I love Cosmos! He's great! <laughs> Appearing from the edge of the stage with his own theme music is Hulk Harlan. He struts his stuff down to the stage and the crowd cheers even louder because it is very rare to see a face versus face match. Well, mask, mask versus, hmm, um, mask versus <laughs> face match. And it's really only at these naked contest events that you can have this. Are you fighting Hulk, for your... Hulk, 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 <laughs> Are you fighting for your title belt? Are you putting it on the line? Oh, we gotta. Let, yeah. In for a penny, in for a pound. We've lost everything else, Cosmos. <laughs> Cosmos, like, why not lose your dignity because you're definitely gonna roll a one? <laughs> It's the only way this can end narratively. <laughs> I'm ready for it. As he climbs, are, do cages have entrances? How does one get in the... No, we're not going to ask I think it questions. has an opening. There's the a opening. little door. Okay. It gets okay. chained he, up he after. He uses the little door and he gets yeah. inside the cage. <laughs> and, and as he stands in the very middle of the squared circle, the referee blows their... Rings the bell to start the match. <laughs> He uh, whispers to you, I guess just says it normally and no one else can hear it. Joke slam, suplex, moonsault, backbreaker, powerbomb. Got it. <laughs> Hope you got it. Because roll an athletics check. An athletics check. Okay. Or acrobatics. Here it comes, Lizard. Or, you know, whatever you want. It's, uh, could I make it a performance check? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> uh, that would be 17. Okay. And as the choke slam happens, as the suplex happens, as the moonsault happens, you guys go into a backbreaker and end with a powerbomb. Hulk Harlan loses! Because he has 17. <sighs> Cosmos! And the crowd goes wild! Not quite as wild as they had for Elio's fun hoop and stuff, but it doesn't matter because he's not here anymore. So... <laughs> Harlan on stage hands you 10,000 gold and announces, Thank you, fire-breathing kittens. I couldn't have done it without you. And he's like, breathing heavy because you guys just did a lot of exercise. And thank you to all my fans. In appreciation, I'm donating this 10,000 gold to Wrestle Therapy, a group that does wrestling training as physical therapy for disabled children. Woo! The crowd cheers. Woo! And he looks Club at Pop you. goes insane at that. <laughs> Willie Willie would yell to Cosmos and go, match, match, match it, match it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll let him have that. I'll just. <sighs> what do you say, Cosmos, to end the night being the very last thing said in this adventure of Fire Breathing Kittens? There's <laughs> a lot of gestures happening on the camera. <laughs> so many gestures. <laughs> We're bad adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you keep your 10,000 gold. All right. And you, you all get 1,000 gold each, too, as well. Um. <laughs> Joining us tonight, we're Clip Clop. Welcome to d and I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> oh, no. Are you okay? I, I only got seven hit points left. <laughs> okay. All right. Did you have fun? I did. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, good. Cosmos. Oh, I the player has abs after this episode. 
<laughs> and Willie. I'm tired. <laughs> good night. Oh, good night. Hello, I'm JT, a lifelong student of the paranormal and the unexplained. I've spent over 35 years researching and learning about a wide range of subjects, from UFOs and cryptids to ghosts and the supernatural, from hidden and lost treasures to mankind's mysterious past, and all other things mysterious and Fortean. Each week, I'll bring you some relevant and interesting articles in this genre, as well as a different topic, some you may be familiar with, but many you most likely will never have known existed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride, and let me be your tour guide as we explore the unexplained on the paranormal sun. Hello, I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And this is What's New Barkeep. Have you ever wondered what was in a Long Island iced tea, a buttered toffee, or a cosmopolitan? Or, better question, how does it taste? In this podcast, we answer those questions you were afraid to ask your barkeep. We plunge headfirst into the recipes, discovering the ones that are good, bad, or never again. Along the way, we also talk about things you would talk to your friends about in the bar. Whether it's video games, D&D, anime, movies, and TV. Who knows, you might even catch us on Trivia Night. Be sure to catch us every Friday at noon to plan for your happy hour. So let us find out if the poison you picked is actually poison. Be sure to drink responsibly. And have a good one.